Yo, what's up, everybody? I hope you're all doing well. I know for some of you, I was just, it was a be right back. But for all the new people, what's up? Shout out for the follow prop god sins. That's fucking dope. I really appreciate that. Um, anyhow, welcome back for another fantastic Bridge the Gap experience. Today, we are joined by Mr. Action Man. My name is Holden Stefan Roy. And so, yo, welcome to Bridge the Gap. This is the show where our aim is to bridge gaps of knowledge. So the goal is to take somebody like yourself and, and talk to you and like walk through your life and your journey and your experiences and extract those knowledge nuggets and make sure everybody gets the knowledge nuggets out there and see what we can learn from it. And, you know, we take all the time in the world. If we don't finish your story today, you know, part tools and shit in the future, you know, it's all about getting the stories out and considering how far back into the game that you really do go. I do hope that we can learn a whole lot about things that many of us don't know. So to add some context, right? Part of why I think this is important is like for myself, I start rapping in 2012. I jump up in the game like the arrogant, I can be the best hero of the city thing. I see you're still doing music then as I'm going through YouTube and I'm going, he's dropping R-E-S-P-E-C-T and I'm being the most disrespectful motherfucker, all things considered, if I think about it now in my old man wisdom. And I'm like, yo, but there was no way really for like, not to like say whatever, but there wasn't like this huge repository of Googleables and knowledge out there and people handing it off and being like, nah, guy, check out this and check out that. Like there was this kind of, in my opinion, it was, it's very difficult to find the good shit in Montreal. And I don't know that that problem has fully been rectified, but part of it is I don't think we take a million prides in our city because we don't know the history of the city. So to have a guy like you come through and explain some stuff and a, a way to really contextualize what I mean by explaining is that sometimes I talk to these guys in New York City and they do this thing where halfway through the sentence they go, nah, I mean. And the answer is should always be no. People don't know what you mean. Like Golden Jenny's up in the crowd. She's in Norway. She don't know what you mean. She doesn't know what 1995 Montreal, you know, like that's what we're doing is we're adding that contest. We're trying to bridge some gaps and tell your story and make sure it's put on the wax, your words, you know? On that note. And we definitely want to salute you for that. You know what I'm saying? For real, because it take a real one to recognize realness. You know what I mean? Mm. And uh, just, just you know what I mean? For somebody to really love the culture the way you do and really want to trace it back to the roots and really want to do all this research, it's really amazing because I feel like this is what the city needs. The city needs a, a hunger for history and a hunger for for culture mm. because we're very we're not grounded i appreciate what you're we saying have, we don't even have we don't even have a, a musical identity you think about it i definitely appreciate what you're saying um i think we're trying to find it and i think it's going to happen this decade in a big way that it has not been able to be done before and i hope to see this as part of the way of making this go on but i do start everything off with a bit of a token first question because it's been it's a little fun <clears throat> And it's a bit of a story, so you just have to bear with me, but I promise by the end of the question, it's going to make a lot of sense. And it all starts off with my girlfriend washing the dishes, and she's uh, got her phone playing that Black Eyed Peas track that, I got a feeling, ooh. Yo, and then she's dancing around, she's washing the dishes, and I'm sitting there listening to the track. I heard it for a minute, and then I thought to myself, yo, remember back when we were in the clubs? 2020 11 whatever the fuck it came out jumping in circles that shit was lit that was the fucking jam of the night that was like that drake shit it was just shut the place down and then like now it's chores music 
right? Because that's what's happening here. It's and then that got me thinking, like, all the club hits, everything you're hearing today, all that Bamboo Twix stuff, it's all it's all chores music, you know? Like, that's, what, that's what's about to happen to it in the future. And they don't know that all the people... Or workout music. Yeah. Same kind of general idea, but it's. I feel like it's more fun to call it chores music. But yeah, that's definitely where it goes with it. And that got me thinking about vibes and times, right? And then I went all the way back in my head to like being young. And uh, the thing about being young is it's it's kind of more like where your musical journey starts. Like a lot of people think, yo, I, my first favorite song, this. I first, no, that's not like where your musical journey at all like starts, right? Kind of goes back a bit. You're like three, four, five, maybe. And there's a bunch of sounds around. Like in my case, my dad's got these tapes and he's playing that Led Zeppelin. And in the car, there's some Krista Bergs and, you know, tapes going on, right? And my mom's got those little disco knockoff CDs that were like two ninety nine, bumping them shitty remastered fucking disco songs going on over there. And, the, you know, I realized these are like the sounds that as time went on led into my own musical evolution so before we can even get into your preferences or what started all of that stuff we have to go back to like the very very beginning of your musical journey which is actually the sounds that surrounded you when you were super young so what i want to understand is a little bit what were you what were you hearing was it the vinyls the radio like walk us through the landscape of being like three three to five in the earliest sounds that you can actually hear Woo. I'm gonna keep it all the way real, bro, because I don't know how to be fake. You know what I mean? That's what it is. Um, I'm gonna say this, bro. I'm, I'm, and not to get too deep. You know what I'm saying? Maybe we can get deeper later. But to answer your question, it's like I'm the only one out of my whole family that's born here in Canada, Montreal. Okay. Right? Everybody else born in Africa. Okay. And Angola. Right? And Cape Verde, to be specific. So I'm born here. The first sounds that I can remember from three to four is obviously the house household sounds. Yeah. You know. But at that time, my household was very violent. <laughs> Just to keep it real, you know what I mean? Because around that time, you know, my parents divorced and shit, three, four years old. So it was a lot of violence. Keep in mind, my mama African and my pop Portuguese. Right. So it was a lot of violence. I got an older brother and an older sister. It's a lot of violence. For some reason, it was a lot of violence. Other than that, it was the radio all day. TV, music. Uh, music plus much music all day. Uh, what else? Growing up, you know what I'm saying, a little further than that, you know what I'm saying, a little later, you know what I'm saying, you go to high school, you bump into your friends, they got them tapes with the satellite, with the, with the, from the, from the satellite, you know what I'm saying, they got the satellite they used to record. I don't know if you remember, but we didn't have, we didn't have the internet, so it's like, Niggas used to have satellite, you know what I'm saying? My friends, my bad, my friends used to have satellite. Right. And they would just record video music box or Yo MTV raps. So you guys would like use VHSs to record the TVs? Yeah, back way back in the days because not everybody had satellite, you know what I'm saying? So ones who had it used to make tapes and we used to go to see them after school and just 
You know what I mean? So that's how we got our first, 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 yeah. first, first. And this was an I- of the real hip hop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The underground shit. You know what I mean? So, so basically, just cause yeah, I just want to make sure we track all correctly. So at this point, you're in high school, and uh, you're somebody's got a satellite. And y'all are basically doing what they used to do with Stretch and Bobito with the mixtapes, but with music videos. And you were able Facts. to like capture that stuff and like kind of trade tapes and play in that car. Like, that's nifty. Because personally, I didn't go through any of that. Um, I went through like the early internet stuff in high school. It wasn't like necessarily at home yet, but we had like that launch music service or whatever that was prior to YouTube when you could just get all the videos and things. Um, but yeah, when you were like young though, before we get into high school, I know it might not be your favorite time of life, but did you have an uh, interest in stuff like the dancing or the graffiti arts or things like that? Like where other elements and things surrounded you that you were able to like, you know, just in the environment you were in, see and witness happening inside of the Montreal? Absolutely. I also forgot to mention my big brother. Mm. Shout out to my big brother, Lee. He locked up right now. You know, um, he put me on to hip hop at an extremely early age, like five years old. And he was a break dancer. He was a one, like, personally, he's, I think he's one of like the few first hip hop heads in Montreal with. He usually he, he he actually used to he actually used to you know what I'm saying really had a uh, what's it called the cardboard right right cardboard on the floor you saw that boom box that big boom box you, you know what I'm saying people used to walk around with and used to just break dance for change man Yo, it up you know what I mean I do know yeah, what you yeah. mean this time and this, is, and this is in the 80s say what I said I do know what you mean that's actually really fucking cool. Bro, this was in the 80s in Montreal, like, you know what I mean? So to me, that's, that's my roots run deep as far as hip hop, you know what I mean? So it's like, you know, I used to break dance. It wasn't really my thing. My brother was a break dancer. He tried to teach me, you know what I'm saying? I used to do the snake and all that. I couldn't really do the windmill, but you know what I'm saying? Little moves and shit like that. At five, six years old, I learned how to beatbox. Okay. You know, graffiti, graffiti came a little bit, you know what I'm saying, down the line, like maybe, 9, 10, 11, 12, you know what I'm saying? You jump off the porch, you, you start going to high school, maybe you're finishing elementary school. We used to we used to tag up a little bit, you know what I'm saying? But the main focus for me, you know what I'm saying, obviously has always been, you know what I'm saying, the music, you know what I mean? But when, okay, so you're from, if I'm not mistaken, because I see KB's in the chat with his K Boom Boom, in the, which I really Salute enjoy. Salute to my brother KB, you heard? And, uh, Royal Lace Enterprise. So he he was describing, I think that you're all from Park X, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, we we definitely from Park X, but the thing about me is that you know what I mean. I'm I'm pretty much all city, but I put in a lot of work in Park X. Um, okay. Well, I grew up in Saint Michel. I went to high school in Saint Michel. Okay, you so know what I'm saying? With crazy Haitians. Shout out to my crazy Haitians out in Saint Michel and all that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, what you gonna call it? Um, you know, what I'm saying? I've been I've been around, bro. I've been around, but. I put in a lot of work Park X downtown mostly, but Park X mostly, you know what I mean? Right. Definitely interesting. I'm just trying to make sure we know where everybody's from too because like, you know, one day maybe we get the wiki up and, you know, things down the line that we can develop. So it's good to have it all down. Um, All right. So when did you decide like at some point that you're actually interested in like pursuing music? Was this something you wanted to get into off the jump or was it more like 
yo, we're just around it, stuff's happening, you try the dancing, somehow you get into the, the VHS tapes, you start seeing hip-hop. Like, do you remember, like, your first, like, yo, this is the shit? Like, do you remember that moment for yourself? Yes, 100%. I remember, like, it was yesterday. I'll never forget. DJ, no, what's his name? <laughs> Rob Bass and DJ Easy Rock. It takes two. Mm. And also Kumo D. Um and, and and LL Cool J, bro. Those were the three ones for me. And when I seen them, I said, yo, bro, 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 oh, this shit right here, this is what I want to do. To me, they were like, they were like superheroes to me. You know what I'm saying? So when I saw that LL Cool J bag, you know, bigger and deafer. Kumo D, you know, Wild Wild West and all that, and uh, and I go to work. Right. And and, and DJ Rob, I mean, Rob Bass and DJ Easy Rock with um, It Takes Two. And um, Joy and Pain, them joints. You know what I mean? So you're like. You see that on TV? I used to freak out, boy. Bro, lose my mind, bro, every time, bro. You know what's crazy though? It's like, for you, it's like maybe going down, and this is just kind of inherent. But like, it's nifty to to talk to somebody who was actually young and getting into hip hop when a dude like Cool Mo D was a name that people cared about. And I don't mean no disrespect to Cool Mo D, but like, I literally turned twelve, and for me, that shit is Cisco's the Thon song. And like Eminem, I like that's my version of what you're talking about. So you can see how it's like a very different world at that point. So for me, even at a cultural level, it's like, yo, Action Man's like all the way back with this. Like maybe there's a little bit before, but not a lot before where he's at with it. Yo, I'm humbled by you, bro. It means, it means so much. You know what I'm saying? That's why I salute you in a major way. You know what I'm saying? Because I got love for everybody. Anybody that got love for the culture, you know what I'm saying? I got love for that because for me, coming up from my heart, the way I came up, and we didn't have necessarily had, you know what I'm saying, like positive role models and guidance and things of that nature and programs in place the way people got today and Google and stuff like that. To me, hip hop was it was is, is what raised me and saved my life in a literal way, in a true way. You know what I'm saying? So I love anybody that got love for this culture. I respect anybody that got respect for the culture. You know what I'm saying? I do. So I see a lot of people getting involved with the culture for the wrong reasons. But when I see people like you, my brother, which I barely know, but I call you my brother because I see the love you have for the culture, my bro. You know what I'm saying? Even if it's just from a Montreal perspective or whatever, you know what I'm saying? I gotta salute you for that. You know what I'm saying? Nah, I love because... the culture. That's facts. I did, we did a lot of album reviews. I did this thing called the Classic yeah. Quest, where we're technically still doing it, but it's been hard to get it in as often, where it's just that, classic albums, but not the, the songs. Like, track one, talk about it, track by track, go through the whole experience. And I know we did about 150 for the classic ones, plus a lot of newer ones. So, like, we, we dug through the crates, as they say, just to, to yeah. learn. Because, yo, I was that guy that was in it for the wrong reasons personally. And then I had to become someone different. But I just got to give a shout out to Sammy C. Because she just said in the comments, what? I've seen this guy on the Metro. I was going ham freestyling, lol. And he was there. Let's go. 
<laughs> yeah, I remember that chick, man. Hey, what's up, shorty? Yeah, yeah man. Yes, yeah. Sammy C's wonderful. But yo, let's go back to your story. Shout out Sammy Stills. I just really do love giving the shout outs. I think that's something that's important. Um, and I think the culture is important. And I think that, uh, look, I'm not in a position where I'm allowed to be like other people suck, but like I understand exactly what you mean, right? I, I respect everybody doing their thing, but I do think there are ways you can do things that are building and are youth-centric and a few other philosophies that I think are super important that I got from studying the hip-hop culture. And uh, that's just kind of where I'm at with it. But you've done a lot in your life and I think we're, I don't know if we're in the 90s, I think we're in the late 80s, whatever, we're about that time frame. You're in high school, you're bootlegging uh, some music videos, which honestly, like, that's fire. Like, do, do y'all still have these, like, tapes somewhere? Because that would be, like, a, a treasure a fucking... Mm. I'm sorry, yeah, go ahead. Um, I mean, yeah, no, nah, we got a couple tapes, but we don't have them tapes. Mm. We ain't got them tapes no more. We got tapes of our old performances and things of that nature, but those tapes... I'm talking those are those, that's that's that, that that's from like 92 bro that's, that's like 91 92 bro you know what i'm saying i need so you know what i'm saying like nah we ain't nah 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 that's old news bro shit i wish you never bro. know man that question goes 50 50. that's why i ask right. everybody because you know what for everybody that goes nah it's 92 the other guy's like bro and then like check this shit and i'm like yo this is actually worth asking people it depends man but i hear you because i ain't got shit from 92. I don't have anything like that, so I'm like on your side of the fence on that. But it actually explains where all those really grainy, shitty music videos came from, right? Like, for the longest time in my life, I have wondered, where the fuck did people get these music videos? But as you've now contextualized for the world, it's from private collections of motherfuckers who had the satellite TV or whatever back in the day bootlegging yeah. that shit. So Action Man just shed light on a mystery of my life that I had no fucking idea I was going to get answered today. So that's fucking dope, my guy. So um, you decide you're going to start rapping then? Or are you just like interested in at that point and then you wait a little bit? Or are you like jumping yeah, into bro, it? I wrote my first rhyme like at nine, nine years old. But it wasn't nothing serious, you know. It's just like elementary school, you know what I'm saying? I had a number of, I went to French elementary school, by the way, you know what I'm saying? Right. Um. So, but uh, there was a Italian. There was a, it, it was an Italian, an Italian guy in my class. You know, he was my friend because he spoke English. And um, it was Christmas time, and they said, "Oh, you know, whoever want to do a little performance thing." And he's like, "Oh, we should do a Christmas rap song." And I'm like, "Yeah, all right, cool, let's do it." But we never ended up doing doing it. But you know, what I'm saying um, that's when I wrote my first rhyme, though. And then, you know what I'm saying, fucked around with it, you know what I'm saying, never really took it serious for like 12. Nah, 12, I started writing a little bit more, but not enough. And then 16, when I when I reached 16 years old, I moved out the crib, and um, I'm a mom, I'm a mom's crib, and um, what happened? I met a couple of my dudes, you know what I'm saying, Stretch, Lucky, you know what I'm saying, Street Niggas, you know what I'm saying, my G's, you know what I'm saying, we used to go by the boot, we used to go... Used to go by the name of the Buddha Soldier Crew, you know what I'm saying? And um, yeah, them niggas taught me, them, them guys taught me how to freestyle. Okay. So when I learned how to freestyle, it was a rap, bro. That's when I started taking it serious. And not too long after, probably the same year, I got arrested. So you know what I'm saying? When you when you doing time in juvie, you know what I'm saying? That's what we did. We go rhymes and we just share it with one another. You know what I mean? 
So that's when I started taking the real serious. So I never let go, bro. So know? if I understand, and this is the first time it's come up when you're in juvie, which in case anyone doesn't know is juvenile detention, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> um, that's y'all had nothing better to do but rhyme, and you knew how to freestyle. So you're basically sharpening a pen in that time. Or day and studying and studying the greats. You know, I had two. I had two albums with me for that whole bit. I, I was I, I was locked up for like a year. And those two albums that I had, bro, were Wu Tang Forever and um, Mob Deep or uh, Hell on Earth. Yeah, Wu Tang Forever is a pretty big bang for your buck in that scenario. Telling you, bro. And I studied those. I studied those albums like a fucking like a maniac, bro. Like a student. You know what I mean? I know them. I know them albums by heart, but more so Wu Tang Forever because for obvious reasons, you know, it's, it's more of a it's more of a you know, even though Hell on Earth is a big classic, but Hell on Earth is good, but yeah, I see what you mean. Like, yo, I, I see what you mean in terms of like just on the versatility. Like, yo, I love Mob Deep, and I think Hell on Earth is a wonderful project. We did the review for it, and I fucks with it. But it is a lot of the same. Is kind of maybe like the only thing you could say of it. So you either fucks with it, or maybe you don't fucks with it. Whereas something like Wu Tang Forever gives you a lot to chew on. Indeed, indeed, indeed. That makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. Alright, so I guess at some point then you get out and then you're I got a much sharper game for this, you've been studying it, and then what happens next in this world for you? So then, um, like an idiot, you know what I'm saying? Um uh, well not like an idiot, you know what I'm saying? When you're young, you do dumb things. So I was really caught up in the streets though, you know what I mean? So you know, we used to rap, you know, and coming from Montreal, it's like nobody's really doing it, bro. Nobody's really doing it, like, you know what I'm saying? Especially English, nobody's really doing it. But but by the way, when I seen when I was like oh yeah, so when I was locked up in Juvie, shout out to Rain Man. That's a French rap group from Montreal. I seen I seen Rain Man on TV because on Fridays or on weekends, sometimes in Juvie they would let you, you know, what I'm saying maybe some, a cool CEO might bring a a, a videotape of, of 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 music videos he recorded at his crib and just you know what I'm saying think of us and just you know bring it through the center and just. Let us watch it during the weekends because some of the kids could come outside. Those that couldn't come outside, like me, you know what I mean? For weekend, for weekend, you know what I'm saying? For weekend visit. Um, we were stuck in there. So he 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 thought he would probably, you know, try to sweeten it up for us. And he, he used to bring uh music videos. So I seen Rain Man, Pad Chilling, Ya Pad Chilling, Pad Feeling, all this, right? And I see the dude in the video, that's my boy I grew up with. We used to do, you know what I'm saying, little robberies in Saint-Michel and shit like that, right? So that really inspired me that, oh, okay, maybe he's doing it on the French side, maybe I could be on the English side, you know what I mean? Right. So when I came out, you know what I'm saying, I, I really started, you know, yeah. keeping my pen busy. And, uh, yeah, I just have to say, uh, you got a comment from PX, MR Marlish, much love from the PX fam, so... That was fun to, to say that, but um, hello, hello, you already know what it is, PX baby. And uh, yeah, I just really like what you said there too, from like a knowledge nugget perspective, because um, people don't always see some of the the, the really important things about youth. Um, and one of them is that you saw somebody you knew doing this music in this music video. And more so than the, the Montreal, the Quebec, or the English, or the French, it was, I saw somebody that I personally knew changing their life 
maybe I can change my life too. Very inspiring. And I think that that is a powerful knowledge nugget that people should maybe take note of because sometimes when you're making choices in your world, you're going to be on moments where you might not realize it, but somebody's watching you and they see you in the background, you know, or maybe he's the main center, whatever. So just, so just to champion what you're saying. Now, I'm, I'm not the type of anybody who knows me. I'm not the type of brother to keep my own horn. Right. I try to stay as humble as possible. But I must say, when you first came out, started doing videos and dropping music, there wasn't too many people doing it. Mm. And I feel like we inspired a lot of people to pick up the mic and pick up the video cam and do their thing. And it's just a shame and it's unfortunate that, you know, as a matter of fact, Bamboo, that's how I met Bamboo. Shout out to my brother, my nephew, Bamboo Twigs, you heard? Because Bamboo, he actually hit me up on some, yo, you the first Montreal English rap I started listening to, bro. He was real enough to give me that, you know what I'm saying, to give me that props, you know what I mean? So it's like, you know, it's a lot of them like that out there, but I feel like People don't won't, won't, won't acknowledge it or won't respect it. I but, think uh, you know, many that, people will now acknowledge and respect it because people just didn't know it is the truth of it. It would be my perception. I'm not going to deny the fact that in your universe and with your friends and in your world, there's a certain reality. And maybe what you're saying is completely factual there. But my dude, I discovered you on a song called Magic by Bamboo Twigs, researching Bamboo Twigs for an interview a couple months back. If I had known you existed, I don't know. I probably would have given you more respect. <laughs> but like it was the ignorance. Nah, but I'm talking about those who do know me. <laughs> well, that's, that's I'm a. Talking I'm that's talking a, about my generation. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I feel like my generation is more real than my generation. You know what I'm saying? And I say that respectfully because, you know, my generation is too is too caught up in ego, and I can't front like I don't come from oh that. Oh my god, I'm a millennial. It's, it's like. And we're not like we're right there with you. I'm 33, dude. I have to say, my generation's pretty caught up in ego too. And I don't want to take shots at nobody, but this ego thing. Nice. If you watch my Facebook, you'll see like it's a subject that is a central theme of my subtle comments here and there. Is watch your ego, people. The kids is coming. The kids is taking shit. Fact. The kids don't care about your ego. The kids is coming. So like, so I don't basically. So I'm not really talking about your generation, but I'm talking about you know, say maybe Bamboo's generation and. You know what I'm saying? Them guys and the, and the ones after them, you know what I mean? Them guys are very humble and they're very real and they and they, and they don't feel no way about giving somebody they pop while they still alive. You know what I'm saying? My, my generation give you pop when you die, bro. I like, do think fuck? to a degree, though, this change is happening. And I have a theory that within three to five years, you're going to find the attitude even across your peers has shifted. I think a huge catalyst in this for all the positive and negatives you may have is the isolation that has come from this last year. And a lot of us have had to soul search because what else are you really going to do? And whatever positive or negative, like, I don't want to go too deep into that, but that was a, a real thing that happened. And I noticed a lot of egos have shifted. A lot of people, including my own, my ego has, has subsided a little bit. It is not what it once was. And it's like... I hope that it means that all of us are capable of just kind of like understanding the past from a perspective of not making those mistakes again, but also acknowledging that the future is not the past because yo, like, let's be real. We're having this conversation and there's no way in my head a year ago, this would have happened. 
and yet here we are doing this shit now and it's wonderful to me we get to learn we get to share shit we get a junior to young star who I've never seen before on the channel saying thug minded with some emotes and shit. It's fucking fun. I love this that's shit. That's my artist. Yo, that's my artist. I want to shout out my artist. You know what I'm saying? I got a French artist signed to thug minded entertainment mm. and uh and action publishers. But yeah, that's my artist. He dropped his album is dropping on um four days. B day. That's super cool. Um You also got an album out right now called More Citoyen. You know what I'm saying? For all my French rap heads out there, go check it out. He blazing, you heard? Yeah, trust. Most of us are bilingual. That's the truth of it. That's the one thing that's changing is, honestly, who the fuck can't bump both languages and feel it these days? If you can't, I respect it. Like, listen, I'm not trying to hate, but, like, for me, it's like, yo, the French rap comes on, it's like, oh, it's just in French. Yo, but I'll also throw on German rap, because if you ever listen to German phonetics and hip-hop, it's fucking banging. I don't care what anyone says. It's just hard. You don't know what's being said, but it sounds hard. <laughs> Respectfully, I love hip hop in all its forms, but I can't do nothing else but American hip hop, like English mm. hip hop. Okay, French that. rap. I don't, even, I don't even like French. I don't even like French rap, but because my artist is saying some real shit, like I ain't gonna lie, he's saying some real shit. I don't even like French rap. Okay, but because he's saying some real shit, I decided to fuck with him. And um, yeah, man, he got some major shit coming up. But uh, yeah, man, hip hop forever. You heard? No, I respect that. And again. You don't have to like everything. And I think that's also important for everyone to remember. Just because we like a thing or dislike a thing doesn't mean you have to even like it or not. That's just also messages to put into the world. So let's go back to your stuff. You popping off. You see the dude. You get inspired. You get her to juvie. You're ready to go. And I'm not sure what happens next. So I'm, I'm still caught up in the streets. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's no really no industry for people to try to. There's nobody to go see like a manager or anything like that. Saying, like, right. So, um, we we was in the streets, but you know, slowly but surely, was opening is happening. Like, for example, in Park X, there was like this. Uh, I, I think KB touched on this, right? Um, it was it was a it was a youth center. You know, shout out to PYO Park Extension Youth Organization. Right. You know what I mean? And um, it was it was a a little um, what you call that like uh community community uh youth community center in there yeah so it was a little thing they used to do every tuesday and thursday called street sound where you they, they would rent out the auditorium and you could just like grab the mic and, and practice your songs and you know eventually be part of the show at the end of the year you know what i mean so you know that's when we first started you know really taking it to the next step to the next level but we weren't ready as artists, you know, yet because performance-wise, we wasn't sharp. You know, even even song-wise, we wasn't sharp. We was just putting it, putting together a couple verses here and there. Me and KB did a bunch of songs that were never released, but you know, we performed a lot of them. And um, but we wasn't really sharp yet. You know what I mean? We might have been sharp with the pen, but we weren't sharp as far as you know, song content, substance, and things of that nature and performance. So, you know, during that whole Street Sounds boot camp, I like to call it a boot camp, they taught us how to perform, how to hold the mic, how to run up on stage, how to breath control and all this um, uh, mic presence. So, and voice projection and all this shit. So, you know, that really, that really shaped us. But at the same time, on the flip side, we're in the streets getting into trouble and it's like, you know, I got into some shit where I, I, you know, I did a little bit of time, but, 
mostly, you know, I, I, I you know, they gave me three, three years and a half probation. You know what I mean? And I couldn't be in Park X no more for those three, for that three year period. It was part of my probation. I couldn't be in Park X. So, you know, I moved on the outskirts of Park X. I kept doing my thing, but, you know, um, just trouble, just trouble, trouble, trouble. So eventually, you know what I'm saying? I went to LA. I lived in LA for about a year. You know what I'm saying? I got my sister out there and my niece. You know what I mean? So, you know, just being out there kind of just gave me the true perspective of life because I was just seeing shit, you know, the, the, the industry, the industry of uh, hip hop industry, the music industry, the way it really functions, the whole structure. I was seeing the true structure of things and how you start with a song, you know, you start with the vocals and the beat and then the whole process, I seen the whole process with real professionals. Like I'm talking about, um, I don't know if people know this guy, but he, he's a big producer. I met this guy called Seven Aurelius. I walk up in the studio. This guy's working on a remix for Janet Jackson, bro. Wow. You know what I mean? So this is major, real fucking studio life. You know, I met, you know, cats like Heavy D, uh, Raz Cass, Fredro Star. You know, I seen, I met Suge Knight, believe it or not. A lot of people don't know this, but I met Suge Knight, man. You know what I mean? Wow. Shout out to Suge Knight, man. Yo, free Suge Knight, you heard? <laughs> word. And, um, you know, stuff like that. So when I came back, you know, I had a newer perspective. Shout out to my nigga KD, because that's that brother that looked out for me when I got back, bro. For real, he looked out for me when I got back, you heard? Till I got back up on my feet, you know what I'm saying? God bless his children too, man. I want to tell that brother I love him, you know what I'm saying? I tell him all the time, but you know what I'm saying? That's my brother. So, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, so just, I had a new perspective, you know what I'm saying? But I'm still in the streets. And from there, uh, you know, we decided, okay, well, let's, 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 let's see what we got. Let's see what we can do with this music. The internet is popping now, like around 2004, 2005, people are putting me on and I'm learning my space, you know, I'm, I'm glad you pointed it out before because you were, you were huge on my space. I'm going to say, I keep saying we, because I'm, you know, I like, I, you know what I'm saying? But it was mostly, you know what I'm saying? It was me, man, me and my, me and my people, you know what I mean? And we just did one video called Ready for War. That was my first video. And that was with, a uh, 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 what you call that? So there was like a, an organization that goes from hood to hood, right? It's like um, it's like a trailer, really. It's like you know one of them, them RVs. Mm. It's like an RV, but they go from hood to hood, and they got camera equipment. Okay. And they go from hood to hood, and they show people how to use. It's like it's like a it's like a course, you know. It's like a it's like a workshop. They teach people, they keep, they teach the kids how to use the cameras and shit and shoot videos and documentaries and short films and things of that nature. So when they came to Park X, I was like, yo, let me shoot this video I got, you know what I'm saying? Ready for War is my first song that I ever did solo and that I was proud of and you know what I mean? So, so we shot the video. I did the editing. I did everything, man. And it came out nice. It's, I'm, I'm actually proud of that video. A couple of cats in New York seen it, you know, some of the Wu-Tang family seen it in New York. Shout out to Dungeon Master. You know what, you know what's really cool, though, is with what you just said was something I'm trying to figure out in life is how to, um, how to deal with obstacles that get in your way. So here's an obstacle. It's like 2005, let's say. 
Nobody has music videos. Yo, I'm I'm in high school at this point, so I know that like cameras and stuff exist, but like let's say I'm of an economic sphere where they don't exist really there yet, you know? Um and uh you notice some opportunity which is this van thing that's bringing gear to you and you took advantage of a local community resource and even with the the community centers these are local community resources and i want to emphasize it because i think a lot of people sometimes don't look around to see what actually exists in terms of resources and opportunities when they talk about all the i can't do things in their life so what I think is incredible is you took advantage of one of those things. And technically, like, you know, probably in some way our tax dollars or some bullshit are paying for this crap. So it's good to see, like, it goes to things that turn into really big and meaningful things to people. Just so that when we have these conversations, we can remember moments like how Action Man's career gets launched off of some movement like this. This is a true fact. It's was fitting, my brother, because, you know... That shit kind of say, you know, it's like like I keep saying, this music shit saved saved my life, saved a lot of a lot of our lives, you know. And um, you know, if it wasn't, you know, saying if we if we weren't if we weren't in the music at the community center or in the studio or freestyling in some kind of way, we were outside doing, you know, selling drugs and robbing people and all kinds of stuff. You know what I mean? Beating people up, man. So. It's good, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know I know how the system is built to make money off of you and off of you and off ignorance. And I don't want to get too deep, but what you're saying is 100% factual because if they would invest a lot of this money that the government gets from federal government. Yeah, you can go deep on this one a little bit. I'm, I'm with you. I, I know where you're going with this. Way less. So... If they would invest a little bit more money, instead of instead of invest, I remember I forgot what year it was, but one year they gave the federal government gave Canada uh, something like nine uh, nine million dollars for police uh, police force and things of that nature, and half of that nine million went to Quebec police alone, bro. Like all of Quebec, you know what I mean? So I feel like. You know, it's always better to, you know, it's better to, how do you say, what's that saying? It's always better to, um, safe than sorry. No, 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 not safe than sorry, but it's always better to prevent than to, than to, than to, than to cure. Right. Right. So, so if they would invest that money in these youth centers, keeping these kids busy, keeping these kids off the streets. You know, I used to work as a, as a street worker for, for, for a small period of time as well, you know, and, these kids need that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. They need it, man. Like it just and, and another thing, and, and you know, listen, so let me just finish that thought, right? So if they would give that money, instead of giving it to the police, give it to the kids, man, and start putting money into um police community um interactions, you know, and communication, it probably would be no crime. But you know how much money they make off of crime. Right, so um, that's 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 probably why they don't do it. But the other thing that I wanted to add on was, you know, a lot of times also, which is what I came to find out later on, working as a street worker, it's crazy because I used to be one of them kids. I ended up being a street worker, but then I seen how a lot of times 
when these community centers get uh, federal money from the government, they pocket that shit, bro. This is a true story. Yeah, that's big. You know what I mean? And, and the kids don't see none of that shit. Or if anything, they they might see crumbs, bro. So when I seen that shit, I seen this. It's all politics. I got out that shit, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's crazy. So at the end of the day, you know what I mean? I feel like one thing that could really reach the youth, had always reached the youth and actually reached me, was this music shit. So I figured, you know what I mean? Let me just focus all of my soul, life, mind, body, spirit, you know what I'm saying? Into this shit. And you know what I mean? Hopefully I could inspire somebody, inspire somebody. Yeah. Same way how I was inspired, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm really glad you shared all that. Honestly, I never thought about the corruption in that industry, but I mean, I've learned enough so parallel cool. industries in this field. Like if you watch John Oliver's and shit, you'll you'll get like really good breakdowns. I can't give you, but first of all, man, I commend your diplomacy. Like fucking a plus. Like you 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 navigated that with finesse. You said like zero percent offensive, but dropped all the knowledge. I'm like really impressed with that, my guy. I don't think I could have, I would have just been way blunter. But then again, my reality is a little different. I think I can get away with a little more. Um, but like, yeah, no, I agree, man. The, the police are kind of funded in a weird way. And yo, if you really run that rabbit hole on Google, run the stats version of it, run the anecdotal stories version, and you might go, stories don't count. Yo, here's a fun stat. Pick a decade, pick a city that hip hop is prevalent, pick a decade and pick a city and you will almost find on let's say 98 percent of the albums a reference to police brutality in any decade in any city whoa that, that's a big number i'm willing to say with proof because i did a lot of album reviews and i was like that's a metric nobody talks about that's yeah. easily documentable it would debunk a lot of things a lot of people think why well, is nobody yeah. talking anyway so yo he's right i feel what you're saying man and the thing is is when you yo there's what there's one on elmhurst not on elmhurst harley and elmhurst uh i think jamal hussein live, works over live, there i used to live close to elmhurst yeah i was on elmhurst for a minute I, I right right yeah. across from Goldie's, my my like window would see Goldie's. So oh, like, oh, you know where I was at? Where? I was right in that lane, man, in that lane in the back of Goldie's, man. I was there for a, like a minute there. Yes, yeah, so I know exactly that area. But uh, so yeah, I remember that little youth center. But they got the whole setup and like this little studio in the bathroom and shit. It's fucking nice and it's fucking like the thing yeah, is, dude. is a lot of people. When I say a lot, I mean in my relative little universe of interviews, a significant number of people have mentioned the power of youth centers changing their lives and whatnot. And in my world, it was like church youth groups right which effectively played that role they do they did cool shit you know they kept me out of trouble per se doing things that weren't at home it was it's powerful and then you get a little more inspired you get to see life like we climbed a mountain you know when i was like young that meant nothing to me but as an older person you're like yo but we did climb that fucking mountain yo that was a cool experience you don't think about that at the time so like just to add to it, like, yo, check your communities, people watching this in the future slash present. Maybe you can contribute in some way to your local youth center if other people aren't willing to contribute in a way. These are all possible things that are probably really Googleable that I don't have on hand. Google your shape, my peeps. Um, so, yo, I'm changing this to see, you heard? Mm. 
Yeah, it's cool that we have in this chat. This is this is what the show is. We start off in one way, we tangent, we go back to your story. If we can drop knowledge nuggets and educate the people, then we do in the world some justice. Um, that's awesome. That's awesome, man. I'm really happy. I'm happy we're having this chat. I have way less coffee in me than normal, so I'm a little off in terms of you know whatever. But I'm with you, my guy. I'm riding with you. I'm trying to be healthier with this. Um, uh, so yo. Let's say you're back then, you do the first video. We totally watched the first video, right? Um, because you, you saw we put on my channel, you start at the beginning. That's on your YouTube stills, right? So that's incredible that he's got it all there. So you can go check that shit. I don't know, Bonnie, you can link the Action Man YouTube and y'all can go like uh, subscribe to him. That would be very nice of y'all. I would really I would really appreciate y'all subscribing to my other channel as well for Thug Mind and Entertainment and stay mm -hmm. abreast of all the things that's going on with that over there because you got my artists on there and all other people that's involved with Thug Mind and Entertainment got videos up there. So go check it out. You know what I mean? Thug Mind and Entertainment. That's fair. But I looked at your subscriber count and I'm like, we must elevate that, my guy. It is far too small. I appreciate that, bro. So, that, you know, I get a lot of hate in this city, man. You know what I'm saying? But it's all love, man. I don't know, you know anything mean? about this hate. I'm not, like, that's the thing about where I guess my advantage comes in. Like, I just am not from the streets. <laughs> I'm, like, so fucking detached from that universe that, like, I'm like, that's okay. Y'all can do that. Let's talk about what actually happened in music and entertainment and who deserves what props and et cetera, et cetera. Like, a lot of people are in their feelings about a lot of things for sure, but it doesn't change anyone's significance. You know what's incredible? Is most people have significance, so they don't even have to worry about it. They all can come through here and get their fucking story out too. You know what I'm saying? We, we, we equalize it a little bit is what I'm trying to do. Maybe some people have bigger stories. That's not my fault. That's not your fault. That's on other people. Listen, if you want to talk to me about fucking, I don't know, turnips, and you can make that live for three hours, that's your life and that's your story, my guy. Make it happen. No, I'm, okay, I'm not really propositioning turnip people, but you, re you know what? I'd still do it, though, if it was fucking fire. You know, who knows? Maybe turnips are, are cool. Um, <laughs> sometimes you just run with it. Um so tell us about working with that first video and all of that like when you how did you actually edit it because that was another thing you said that was fucking ridiculously interesting because we're talking about very early days of editing and video well early but you know headaches bro like that's not my thing you know what i mean like i hate editing you know what i mean so they taught me how to edit you know what I'm saying they taught me how to use um what was it final cut pro on uh on the mac and also shout out to my brother Carleon Brown. Mm. You know, who, who who I like to call, you know, what I'm saying Ruckus, because that was his first name I met him as. You know, back in them street sounds days. A lot of people, you know, what I'm saying came from the street sounds days. You know, I feel like street sounds don't get enough props, but but it's street you know sounds. I mean? Street sounds, like I said, it was like a little thing that niggas like uh, the community center. Okay, um, okay, okay, right. Now I understand. Tuesdays and Thursdays, they would do the mic, the mic, right, right. speech challenge. Yeah, yeah. Okay, nah, sorry about that. No, it's making sense. That's all good. It's all good, my bro. But that's, so, that's also interesting, too, that you said that, right? A lot of people came from that centralized location that actually facts. applied proper content marketing tactics in order to cultivate facts. some shit in an yeah. early day by accident. <clears throat> if they didn't come from it, they are, like at least everybody passed by there. Everybody came through there. Everybody came through there. All of the greats came through there. In Montreal, all of the greats came through there. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So 
I don't care if you're, you name them, man. They all came through there. You know what I'm saying? So, shout out to Street Sounds, man. We love and miss that shit, man. So, um, Carly on Brown helped me with the, with the, with the, um, the editing because he had prior, a little bit of prior experience more than me. And, um, yeah, man, we, he helped me with the, with the editing and so we dropped the video, bro. You know what I'm saying? It's one of my favorite videos, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, we shot a couple of videos with, with that organization. What's the, what's the name called? It's called, um, Video Paradiso. Mm. I don't know if they're still around, but they used to go from hood to hood in an RV. I just teach kids how to use cameras and edit. You know what I mean? That's amazing, um, though. Even if like it doesn't exist, somebody else can start that again. Um, but it's definitely around. It's still around. They exist. It was, it was financed. It was financed by the National Film Board. Yeah, respect. Yeah. All right. So we shot a couple videos with them. We shot uh, "Ready for War." We shot um, "Montreal Anthem." We shot. Uh, we shot on. Um, uh let's get one pussy <laughs> you know um yeah man those are the few videos we shot with them uh we shot another video called move on but i don't know where that video is we shot another one called um the one y'all seen before uh uh, uh what's it called it with goody for my man goody mm. i ain't seen goody in years but you know what i'm saying uh goody yeah that song called uh by my side you know so we shot those videos with them the rest of the videos you shot independently. So, so let's let's go back yeah. to the videos though. How do who how do you release a music video in two thousand five? Like I know how I do it now. It's it's get a, it's like YouTube. Hey, look, I released a video. Check it out. Like that's what we do today. That's actually been my whole career with it. It's always been YouTube. So let's go back to two thousand four and talk. Like what do you do to actually move your song to actually promote your shit? Like how do you actually do this stuff? So you know when something first comes out and hits society, it's less control. It's less control than when it's there for a while. Because when it's there for a while, you know the owners or whoever's in charge, the powers that be, they perfect ways how to control it. You know what I'm saying? Like Facebook and all this stuff, and YouTube and MySpace, and the whole internet, the whole internet in general. But back then, it was like it was a free fall. It was MySpace. It was YouTube. Vimeo was popping. There was Black Planet. There was um, High Five. There was uh, what's the other one? Um, uh, there was a bunch of uh, Facebook. There was a bunch of like you know, saying new websites that you could just promote everywhere. I had like five. I had like six accounts, six different, six seven different you know um, social medias. You know what I mean? You could just share them everywhere. But MySpace was the biggest one. You know, you upload your music on, on, or, or your video on YouTube, and then you take that link and you blast it all over the place, you know? And um, that shit got me known, like, in places outside of Canada. Like, I was getting real love from different real places, you know? And that's actually what kept me, you know, um, inspired and kept me motivated because if it was up to this city in real talk, I would have been discouraged a long time ago because, like I said, the hate is overwhelming sometimes, you know? I, I speak to a lot of artists that's my age and the hate is overwhelming. A lot of them, they just, you know, it's like, it's discouraging because I don't know, man, it's, it's, it's the culture is not, the culture is not celebrated or the culture is not celebrated or, you know, put, like lived out the way it should be. You know what I mean? 
Like people just, I feel like people just do this music shit just to be popular and probably get some pussy. And you know, I used to do that too. I'm, I'm, I'm you know, what I'm saying I was, I, I was like that too. But you know, at, at a certain point, we gotta prioritize what, what's, what's, what's more valuable. You know what I mean? Is it just popularity or is the culture more valuable? You know, this is something we cherish. This is something that raised us. You know, you know. So that's why, to me, I take it more personal. I take it more deeper. You know, what I'm saying than a lot of people. Definitely think a lot of people don't understand the cohesiveness of culture. I think there's a lot of <coughs> bad ideas based on bad habits. Um, I don't think there's a lot of trust. I don't know what happened. I wasn't really around back then. There's certainly more to discuss about this era, though, because you were probably performing and other things that we must talk about for sure. But on the idea of culture... I come into the scene in 2012, right? And things are happening. Um, but I, I mean, I'm unaware of how much things cost, right? I just know things are happening. And uh, I was given a cool, a couple of opportunities. I got to perform on some shit. Nobody ever asked me for money. It was dope. I was late. I got invited back. Um, and that kept happening for a while. And that was cool. Then I found my way through parties and... It was just like I was dope and I just kept getting invited to shit and that was fun. And then it just kind of, it all of a sudden cost money to perform. That just felt like it kind of happened uh, overnight for me. And I think that changed a lot of the attitudes. But when I dug a little deeper, I realized, and I'm not going to go that deep into it, but certain financing realities behind the scenes changed in a very drastic way that I might, maybe I shouldn't know as much as I know about, but certain things changed in a very drastic way. And nobody's really ever taken up that role again, because there's a lot of losing money to be had when you're trying to build a culture. There's not a lot of money to be gained in any kind of a short term. And anybody that wants to participate in a game like building a scene or a culture probably doesn't know at the start of times that these things take five seven years sometimes of loss before you see the dividends and yeah the dividends probably bring you to riches greater than your fucking dreams and shit but how many people are really willing to do that you know and then maybe people don't have employment or they don't know how to like because yo it's expensive right and that's 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 the, that's the truth of it is yo I don't talk about the money, but like I had to go get a decent salary to pursue the life I'm living now. And so I have to work every day and I can't like, it's whatever your boss tells you what's up, you do what's up. And then it costs money. I don't like to like be like, yo, fucking, you know, I don't want to be like that guy, but I think that's a part of the scene that, th that creates this environment. Cause like people don't want to admit that it costs like four grand to, to drop an album that you're probably not going to sell a lot of copies of. And unless we all, are willing to spend money together taking losses it's hard to create the ecosystem that actually creates the the fan base anyway if you look at the successful things from that like 2008 to 2012 period as an example there's regularity people were able to get attached to characters and shows and vibes and it brought in a crowd and but it was so many elements from don smooth to like blaster to all these things work you know so many people so it's like yeah i totally hear what you're saying in a lot of ways and that's it's why i said it all like true. that because i think it comes down to money but at a personal level because people it's go funny. into this thing thinking they're just going to pop off and make money like real quick and then you drop two three four thousand dollars possibly and you go what the fuck? that's a car that's a house that's a this 
yo, my girlfriend, she said to me five years ago, four years ago, I'll let you do whatever you want. You can spend whatever. You have five years. I bet everybody in a relationship got a child like that at some point or another. This is a lot of money. You know what I'm saying? That's the real truth why things got weird, in my opinion, is because nobody wanted to have honest conversations about money. That's 100% accurate, bro. I wasn't even there, my guy. I'm just guessing a little bit. No, and 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 you and you, and, and, and I don't. And if I understood you properly, you said something like it started in like 2008 and 2012. They started charging for shows, but this started way before that, my brother. Mm, you know, that's just it started like they 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 wanted you to sell tickets for you to perform, like to open up for for a big act that comes from out of town. They want you to sell tickets for you to perform. A lot of times they want you to pay a certain amount of money for you to perform or just sell tickets, even if it's not a big thing. So that's why I kind of like got turned off because I'm an artist. I'm not a fucking promoter. Yo, I'm not a promoter either. I can't sell shit. Yo, you know what my least favorite thing is? Is when motherfucker goes, yo, you can't sell 10 tickets to a show. And I'm like, probably not, my guy. I don't even know 10 people who go to a bar. How am I going to get 10 people to go to a show? I don't know 10 people in my life right now that actually go to a bar i can't sell tickets my guy i can perform <laughs> that's what you that's what you're supposed to do you know but it's backwards over here and i feel like my personal theory and you can call it a conspiracy theory or whatever but my personal experience leads me to believe that it's powers that be that are you know in position to block certain and a lot of things you know and control certain things the way they want it because you know, for every major city in the world to have hip hop, you know, as a culture, and you know, and I probably do, I probably wouldn't have noticed this if I didn't travel to the couple few places that I did travel to, but Montreal is like they really don't want us to have a culture, like you know, it's really crazy, man. I'm it's like they don't want they don't want hip hop to breathe and evolve and. They don't want it to, 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 to improve and evolve. And I don't know, man. I don't know. Really. I think that, um, again, goes back to money. So one of the things that's come up a few times on my journey is grants. And the reality about being in Montreal is there is a lot of grant money. It just doesn't come right. our way because of the language that we speak. Now, I'm not really in a place where, like, I'm worrying about that. For, but it is worth stating that grant money is fueling the French scene so it's not that there aren't people that want to have like a culture here it's i think that there are people you know imagine a bunch of us started rapping about language politics like, like you know but that's what i'm saying now you see so so it's like that's how you're suppressing the art because true art is what is it is expression yeah it's like i've actually like wondered like yo where is the rap about like i got like again i don't want to be like too deep with it but yo i'm an anglophone in quebec i got my fucking feelings on language politics i think it's weird that every time the quebec election rolls around we talk about two things and they're not economics and they're not education and they're not nobody making a song about that bro i tried one time it's on youtube still but, but that's what i would rock with yeah let's, let's give that. let's give travis bryant and d shade their credit uh we we the same week before pauline marois got voted out we dropped a track on similar subjects so i want to give credit where it's due if that happens you know i want to respect that i want to respect that you know what i mean i want to respect that because most of these artists are monkeys man monkey see monkey do they see what the states is doing and they want to rap about that too 
I mean, it's cool, whatever, but what about what's going on in your environment, bro? Mm, I what's feel happening that. in your mind, your experience, bro? You know what I mean? What's going on with your Canadian experience? I want to hear what you're going through in, in, in Canada, bro. Yo, like, Canadian, I, bro. I just want to say something about your lyrics that I enjoyed. And again, I don't listen to like everything, everything, but we went through a bunch and I heard a few a bit before that. And as you say Montreal a lot, and um, I realized as it, cause yo, I didn't even know Montreal music was dope. I actually like, I'm trying to collect a playlist and shit now, right? Because like, you know, it's kind of fun to listen to Montreal music and realize, yo, like this isn't me that I'm listening to, but it's actually still fucking dope to a point where like mainstream is like, okay, whatever, but we got Montreal shit to be bumping. That's my current feelings is my honest like shit. It was, uh, yeah, I got to this pre-Chancobia track, this Walkley shit, this Walkley anthem. And I live three blocks from Walkley. You know how fucking dope it is to have a motherfucker shouting out some shit on a track that's three blocks from your crib and it's hype? Back. Like, Backs. I'm just kind of sitting there going, yo, wait a second. Why did I never say Montreal? And I didn't say Montreal on a single fucking song until 2020. That's the truth of the situation. Not even one time. Big mistake. Sorry? That's all good, but you know, the reason why I took it upon myself, first of all, I was a big Tupac and a Wu-Tang fan. I'm a big hip-hop fan, period, but... You know, Tupac, man, you know, and uh, he said something like, you know, I think it was an interview or something. He said something like, you know, even if, even if you don't have nothing, like whatever you have in life, whatever you come from, whatever, whoever you are, be proud of that shit, man. Mm. You know, and it's like, yo, listen, man, nobody's repping Montreal, you know what I mean? And I was always taught to represent, you know what I mean? So it's like, yo, let me go ahead and rep this fucking Montreal shit, man. you know what I mean? Weapon because it's where I come from. I'm, I'm really born and raised here, and I know it's a lot of talent here. And by the way, if that's preach, if that's the same preach, is that if that's power preach from the South's finest, maybe he came through street sounds as well. Them in the whole the South's yeah. finest, Nova Kane and what's his name? Um, all of them, man. All of them came through there, bro. All of them came through there, man. Street sounds that's how I met all of them. You know what I mean? I'm pretty sure it's the same preach. There's not that many people named Preach in Montreal, to my knowledge, in the English Montreal hip hop scene. Yeah, man. So, you know, um, yeah, bro, it's just important to rep where you come from. I feel like a lot of artists are ashamed to really, you know, express their own experience, their personal experience. Don't be ashamed of your experiences. That's what made you the man you are today. Yeah. Just be real, bro. I love that. And I think that if more people were to share about their experiences living here, all of a sudden they're like peers. Yeah, like just the regular people in their life. And that's just another thing that if we want to talk about it, we really want to talk about the things that I've noticed is like you might see 150 likes, but what is 150 likes of your peers versus 10 likes from fans? You know, and people don't necessarily take data at like a deeper level. But like, I mean, I'm paying attention to numbers. Like if you're just like a person that like you're working with me and you're in there inflating numbers or, yo, like, I don't want to put them on whatever, but take Merker Miyagi. That guy's Facebook has like two fans to like 98% people who he's worked with in a professional capacity. It, now I'm not saying that's a problem. It's, it's actually really great for his business. You know, it's, it's an amazing thing he's got going on there. But if we talk about fandom, I'm like, are those actually fans? Like, let's talk about what a fan is, you know? It's somebody that consumes your content and supports you. You know, usually yeah. this is a relationship where they're not a creator of the art that you are making, thus making them your peer. They are somebody 
that is like you know just somebody wants to be there because they fucking love it like shout out ismail gadamsi this guy's like the realest fan ever and he's in montreal and anybody that ever wants to say there's no such thing as a fan in this city is a fucking liar because ismail gadamsi mm -hmm. lives here and he proves them all wrong that's the big facts of ismail. Yeah. he bought the next man's project i'm like no shit he just put up the fuck he bought the project like straight up posted it on the band camps and shit and i'm like yo that's the real issue. He doesn't know the guy. He just bought the album because it was dope music and he supported. That's a fan. Yeah, fuck with people like that. Fuck with people like that. Matter of fact, before this interview, he added me on. I don't know where, or he just started liking a bunch of my stuff. But I fuck with real people. You got the same. Like, this ego shit is played out, bro. Like, come on, man. Like, yo, if you like something, don't be ashamed to say you like it. Who cares what people think? People are too wrapped up into what people think, man. Come on, man. Have some, have some, have some integrity. Have some, have some courage. Have some heart. Have a spine, and get behind what you represent and what you like and what you love, man. Yeah. Stop caring about what people think about what you like and what you love. It's what you like and what you love. Let's go like one step further with that. What's, what's, what's life if it's if, if it's no freedom, bro? Big fast, but let's go one step further with that. Let's talk about the youth again. So I'm trying to understand youth better because I'm accepting that, like, I'm in my 30s. Let's be real. I'm never going to be young again. I might not be old, but I'm not young. So let's get it real, people. If you're over 30, stop telling me you're not old. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. we talked to the 70s. Yo, listen, stay young and hard. That's big don't fact. Stay young and blind. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, like, I'm sitting there. Yo, shout out CB Mac. We were just talking of uh, him elusively. I saw a wise bot. And this little bot it kind of tells me who's lurking sometimes because uh, they don't always they don't always comment. But, yo, um, shit. Um, fucking distracted mm -hmm. me. But, um, mm -hmm. fuck, I completely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the youth. Sorry. Man, my brain is off. I'm trying, like I said, I'm cutting the coffee, which is making me not as sharp today. So I apologize for that. By next week, hopefully, the coffee addiction is a little lessened and I'm back yeah. on my game again. Um, so I'm talking to these these kids, right? 22, 20, 19, whatever. I'm, I'm like shooting them up on Instagram. The 17 year old comes on the channel. I know he was 17. I'm sitting there like, oh fuck, you're, you're 17. That's like a minor. But you know what they all told me consistently is that it's not manly to care what people think. And I'm like, hold the fuck up. Wait, 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 wait. It's not manly to just be this bravado, brah, brah, brah. Like that's not cool. That's not going to get you girls. That's not, you know, what's hot sensitive to be up in like your honesties to like share your truths to like to be vulnerable. That's what's manly. And I'm like, that actually makes a lot of because it's courage to do that is how they look at it. I'm like, you know how they feel? I don't mean to cut you off, but I just want to parenthesis this, right? You know what they call that in hip hop? Keeping it real, bro. <laughs> But I just think it's amazing, right? Because when you look at a lot of the ego-driven stuff that people may feel, like, I'm like, yo, it doesn't actually look that manly. It looks like compensation is usually the word I feel in my brain when I read some of this stuff. And I don't mean any disrespect sure, to anybody sure, individually. Yeah. It's just you got to be a little aware of how you come off maybe sometimes. Yes, sir. All right, let's yes, go back, sir. though, because, yo, that MTL anthem meant a lot of things to a lot of people. So I know that there's got to be more to it than just that and when did you start performing by the way because i didn't even talk about that one time basically with the streets and i basically started performing with the streets and, and um and also i want to shout out you know um the 
Chiefs. I want to shout out not the Chiefs. I want to shout out Sidriq and the whole. I just want to shout out Sidriq from Sidriq Street. This is a Quebec rapper, right? He used to be my brother's friend, my older brother's friend. You know, my older brother, no disrespect, I'm just going to keep it real. My older brother used to hang around a lot of white Quebecers. You know, he, he was in the army and all this shit. So he went to French school and he used to hang out with the Quebecers and all this shit. And, you know, that's his crowd, whatever. I ain't cool, you know, whatever. But I didn't grow up like that. I grew up with a lot of Haitians, a lot of Jamaicans, a lot of different, a lot of different people. So, but his friend, Cedric, was his age. And, you know, he used to rap, you know? So he had, you know, say he older than me. So he, he had CDs out already. He had songs out already, you know, on music piece and everything. So I'm like, oh, you know, I wasn't a fan. Like I said, I was never a fan of French rap, but just the fact that you rapping and you're doing something, and you're my brother's friend, is like, yo, when, when you say something, I might listen to you more, you know what I mean? So I used to see him, you know what I'm saying? He used to work at uh, Barry Metro. Mm. Barry Metro used to be like a little, a little, a little depreneur in there, right? And he used to work there as a clerk. And um, as kids, you know, maybe, 11, 12, 13, we used to go from, we used to go everywhere, bro. We used to go from downtown to, we used to go everywhere. We used to rob, you know, we used to get into trouble, you know, rob shit. You know, we're young, like 11, 12, 13, so we used to go around, cause trouble. And one of these days, we was at Barry Metro, and, you know what I'm saying, one of the young kids I was with, you know what I'm saying, we used to be a clique of young, a young crew of young cats, you know? um, You know, we walk up in the store and it's him. And I'm like, oh shit, what's up? Oh shit, you work here, cool, cool, cool. And my friend's trying to steal shit in the store while I'm talking to him, you know what I mean? So, um, so, so, so it's like, he used to always tell me like, first of all, he used to tell me, yo, stop stealing from the store, obviously. Second thing, he always tell me, yo, keep writing, man. He always just tell me, keep writing, keep writing, keep writing. So to him, I want to salute him first and foremost for that. Um, when I came back from LA, 2003, 2004, he was the only cat out of all the people in Montreal. By this time, my name was a little bit known because he was in all the ciphers, all the battles, or out in the streets. He was everywhere. And this is a true story. Anybody that was outside at that time knows about me. You know what I'm saying? Knows about it. So, uh, can you, like, you got to understand this is one of those things where you talked about out in the streets, the ciphers, whatever. I know a little bit about this because I've done this a couple of times, but this is still a very foggy, undocumented area of life. Can you expand on this pocket of Montreal hip hop so people know a little bit more oh, about what man. you mean? I love it so much, bro. I love this so much, man. I love this so much that when I was in LA, I missed that about Montreal. And now that they ain't got it no more, I still miss it. So it used to be ciphers everywhere, bro. It used to be competitions here and there. You know, hip-hop stores, you know, where they sell vinyls and where they sell uh, uh, hip-hop clothes. They used to have, like, battles. They used to have whole battles. Um, Yo, like, open mics. Like, like in the store, like, like those old-school New York in the battle, in the clothing store type shits. 100%. 100%. I battled, what's his face? Um, I battled a bunch of cats, bro. Yeah, man, I battled so many cats. Listen, man, um... So, even in the stores, you know, all lounges, all lounges had open mic, all the lounges, Luba Lounge, uh, what's the other lounge? All the lounges, man, you know what I'm saying? Um, I forgot the other name of it. All of them, even even the big clubs, you know what I'm saying? The after hours area, 
Uh, all of them, you know, circuit, all of them shits. Back in the days, they all it would all be open mic. Open mic everywhere. So we were out there. We were out there really monkey footing people, bro. Like lyrically, bro. And I dare anybody to test what I'm saying because it's true, you know? No, but it's like nifty, right? Because yo, there were not a lot of open mics when I started. Okay, like I'm gonna be real. But because you had internet. Okay. That's why. We didn't have that. So it's like hip hop was still booming back then. But we just didn't have the so you're saying that the, the internet media. and the YouTubes effectively kills the open mic in popularity as a thing? Because what I, like, I wouldn't say necessarily. Or I wouldn't say necessarily, but I think that correlation that B shifted it over to that, you know, and they started reinforcing laws on the open mics. Like I don't know if you remember, but like I think it was a few years back, they banned hip hop from from all the bars. Yeah. I do remember. This is this is retarded. It's the only country in the whole you can't world. Can't use that, that R word, my bad. Besides China, besides China, Montreal the only place where they do that at, bro. And China's a communist fucking country, bro. You know what I mean? So it's crazy, bro. You know what I mean? So, but yeah, so that's how we used to get into, man. We used to rock, you know, saying the mics everywhere. We used to be in the streets. Sometimes it was cyphers in the streets. You know what I'm saying? It was cyphers downtown in the streets. Late night, you know what I'm saying? You outside the club or whatever you're doing, you hustling or whatever. It was cyphers here and there. You know, sometimes you take the metro and you see a cypher of people. You're like, oh, yeah, let me jump in. You know what I'm saying? And show them what's up. You know what I mean? And it was fun, man. It was real. It was organic. You know what I mean? And, and that's, you know, this and that's is like, this explains why a lot of people are so like, because something I was always puzzled by <coughs> is these people who will rap until four in the morning, like five of them standing in a parking lot just ciphering that's a fact unfilmed hey, shout out to my man yo listen one of the i'm sorry to cut you off but yo listen one of the main cypherers out there one of the main this is one guy that he was a cypher rat if that's what you want to call it but rat is not a good term so i'm gonna just call him a cypher liar okay this guy was in almost every cypher and he was never down with us but we was always real recognized real with him to date my man's raw, man. A lot of people don't know raw, but he. A lot of people do know raw. Mm. Internet people don't might not know raw, but shout out to my man raw, man. R A H. You heard? This guy was in every cipher everywhere. Yeah, we got you know a. What I'm we got a question from the the chat. If you're okay with that, um, sure. was Montreal anywhere near what NYC was like in terms of crime slash drugs? Somewhat. In certain areas, but not you can't compare America to Canada. Right. But um, there's not a ghetto in Montreal if you want to compare it to 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 um, state standards. There is not a real ghetto in Montreal. Okay, there are hoods, and you know is what we call ghettos. But compared to the states, I gotta keep it real. The states is way more destitute and devastated. Okay. Like the rich is really rich and the poor is really poor. But I will say, I will say that where I came up at, where I grew up at in, in, in St. Michelle, it was a lot of Haitian cats that brought that Brooklyn game to Montreal, St. Michelle. And I grew up with a lot of those grimy guys. It's a lot of grimy. You know, Brooklyn is known for being grimy. And I grew up with those guys in St. Michelle. You know what I mean? So definitely was an element 
definitely was a big element. But even then, you could compare it, but it's not at the same scale. But that's interesting because you know? when you hear the music, it almost sometimes comes off like it's at the same scale. And I'm not trying to say like it is or it isn't, but sometimes to an ignorant ear, it would come off like to at the same scale. And that's kind of why I'm saying it because I understand like when I listen to your stuff, I hear, I love the way you're like, we're not these places. We have our own problems, our own struggles. And we do have our own problems and our own struggles that we need to address. But sometimes you listen to it and it's like, yo, I know how much like welfare pays my guy. Like, you know, like, I'm not saying that you can't choose these. Like, I'm just saying, like, that doesn't exist in other places. Like, I had a conversation with my boys in uh, New York just the other day about the lack of rental protections, the lack of job protections, the lack of, well, pick a protection. It doesn't exist there. We're too comfortable over here, bro. <clears throat> but when you hear the music, you, like, you know, it's like, I don't know. Like, I think that's possibly some part of why it doesn't resonate with the general population is because exactly. people are like, where? Monkey see, monkey do, bro. People are just, don't forget that hip hop is really competitive, man. You know, people see the states doing what they do and they feel like they got to compete with that. You know, when I hear these rappers talk about, yo, I got keys and this and that, I'm like, bro, sit down, bro. You know how much keys go for in Montreal, bro? You barely make a profit. That's why I got out the game. Like, the whole game is rigged over here, bro. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, bro, you know how much a key is in Montreal? Last I checked, it was close to 50 Gs, bro. Who the fuck's going to buy a key for 50 Gs? How much money are you going to make off of that, G? I mean, I don't know. Who you getting it from? And things of that nature. So at the end of the day, it's like, right, bro. Right, you know? This is why, you know, and and, and don't get me wrong. I was involved with a lot of, a lot of fucked up things. And... I did incorporate it in my music, but I don't necessarily want to glorify that. But you know, I don't, I don't listen to your music and go, "This guy is like sounding like he's from somewhere else." It felt like you were involved in things, and if anything, you're more like checking everyone else your whole career. So it felt a little bit more like you had to say it because other people were saying things you disagreed with. And you could tell the difference. Now, again, I haven't done a crazy deep dive into your lyrics, but you can tell the difference between a guy who's sitting there going, I'm the shit because of, or, yo, sit the fuck down, or you can't take me out, or you can't stop me when I speak my truth. And, you know, like, mm -hmm. these are like the core themes. And with that, you're validating your experience with some of your experiences, right? Whereas, Look, some people might do their things. I'm not hating on anybody. I'm not saying it doesn't exist. I'm saying that sometimes it sounds a little preposterous because I've lived in Montreal my whole life and I've never felt unsafe ever. That's crazy. That's crazy. But then again, that's your personal experience. Right. That's how I felt. though, and I, and I know that that's me, but I'm saying I'm sure a lot of the city resonates with my experiences. 100%. The people that went through the hard, rough shit that we went through is very a small percentage, bro. It's very a small percentage. And that's why I feel like we relate, people from the States relate more to us. And that's why we get more love from the States than in Montreal because, you know, even though we're not as gangster as them, they relate to the struggle. They can feel, they can relate, you know? And I've, 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 I've gotten that oftentimes. And I'm not trying to, you know, 
but I just want to state the facts that Montreal is asleep, bro. You know, Montreal is asleep. So I would, yeah. I would say the youth are not that asleep. Older Montreal is youth, asleep. That's why I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about this next generation, bro. Keep it all the way 100 with you. Yeah, me too. This next generation is bringing in like a new, a new, a new hip hop vibe. You know, like I feel like, listen, you know, back in the days I used to freestyle all the time with this cat named Brazen Monk. And um, this guy, man, we always used to talk about the golden era of hip hop, you know, it was the 90s and this and that, the golden era. And we always used to talk about, yo, when's the diamond era, yo? I feel like this next youth generation coming up right now, they bringing that diamond era in, bro. Yeah, and, 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 and I'm fixing myself to be sharp to ride that wave too because I got to adjust. Like, I'm here, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I also seen somebody in the chat before I, before I hopped on, they were talking about, Yo, if you got anything 2021, I don't, man. You know what I'm saying? But it's coming. It's coming like this month. Like, it's coming like something's dropping, like, in the next coming weeks. I got a single coming out in the next coming weeks called Ready for Action, mm. you know? And I'm dropping a drill project. This is going to be MTL drill. You know what I'm saying? Official MTL drill. And um, just keeping up with the times, you know? But after that project, because I got three projects already recorded, man. After that project, Lord willing. You know, I got a traditional hip hop album coming out. Mm. You know, the classical hip hop that we all love. You know what I'm saying? So my first, next, my next project I'm dropping is a drill project, and the one after that is a classical traditional hip hop album. Yeah, I see you doing really well at drill, though. I see how that works for you. Your attitude, though, that's it. Your attitude would fucking crush that. I appreciate that because I couldn't get in the trap, man. I really tried and I couldn't get oh, into I'm the trap. I'm fucking with the trap. But I learned how to sing over the last few years. So when I'm looking at melodic trap now, I'm going, hmm, what can I do with this shit? Yo, I try to do drill. Oh, it just fucking laughed me out the room. Like, what the fuck are you doing up in here? And that's, that's another thing that people don't necessarily understand is lanes. And what that actually means. Like, listen, I know who I am, right? Mm. I understand that, like, very key point is to know who you are man like i've never lived like yo we were doing this cypher thing yesterday um and at one point they started doing this like cops thing and everybody was rapping about what the cops do that are corrupt and i'm like i don't know what the fuck to say here cops let me off so i flipped it and i went in that direction with it because i'm like yo it's still a point we can talk about why the cops let me off if you want i can contribute to that conversation because it's actually kind of whack in general when i thought about it and then i met other people and i'm like oh wait not everybody gets let off by the cops oh that's a weird thing and then i stopped making jokes about that shit <laughs> facts but that's what hip-hop is all about. that's why hip-hop is so fundamental bro because it's dialogue, man. If anything, society needs is dialogue, goddammit. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Dialogue. We don't do enough dialogue. That's what we're doing we now. It's hey, 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 hey. amazing. If it wasn't for this hip-hop shit, people wouldn't be able to exchange different ideas, different perspectives, and still in a respectful way. Because it's all art. You know what I'm saying? It's all artistic. So, like, that's why hip-hop is so fundamental and so life-saving because... A lot of these dialogues don't get played out in the streets. It's really fighting and gunplay. Anyway, from where I come from, and I know that today's youth nowadays, this is some, the gun, the gun, the gunplay is going up in Montreal for some reason. Yeah, I listen, and I also want to say play. that with that, I understand that there are pockets of reality that are not mine, and that there are real problems. If we talk about Montreal as a city and how to build a culture and a scene on the real, 
you have to acknowledge the demographic realities of Montreal, the city, at a mass scale to leverage the 1.8 to 3 million people in the greater Montreal area, you know? Like, I think that's another part of the conversation that has to be had by maybe some of the older cats is that the percentage of blue-collar workers to white-collar workers has shifted drastically in the last 30 years, and a lot of the people in the city act and behave more like me than like other cats. 100% right. And I, 100%. And I say that more because, like, who do you want as a fan? And this is maybe a weird question to ask, but a person that is capable of buying your merchandising because to them they had a budget to buy a shirt at your show or somebody that might not want to do that. I don't know about y'all. I want a person that might be willing to put some financing behind my passions, you know? 100%. 100 Anyway, I don't want to, like, I'm not trying to be negative with it. For me, this is a matter of constructive no, 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 advice. It's like, it's a matter of trying to be like, y'all need to, like, I actually want to make a series and I haven't got to it because I'm very ambitious and I always want to do a lot of things where a little YouTube run where I try to explain basic marketing and scene building using the NH NHL as like a metaphor where like we're really good at the team level and we're really good at the player level, but we completely never talk about the league. But if nobody promoted the <laughs> NHL some like random league in europe would become the new hockey league that mattered and then the nhl gets for i mean it's super unrealistic but it's actually how it would work if all of a sudden everybody started shit talking the nhl every chance they got i'm like yo when i tell people i'm a montreal rapper sometimes they kind of laugh at me a little bit like you're a rapper and i'm like i don't like how people have that little that's rapper. what i'm saying about montreal i feel like this culture is not accepted over here like everywhere it, else in the world every but then i went on like world. facebook and all you do is see rappers talking shit about rap not all you see but i'm like imagine in the city, bro. But imagine you're not in the scene and all you yeah. see is your rapper boy and the next and everybody's just nobody's ever being positive with it right it's not like so i, I started to change it okay i started sharing shit and trying to be like this is dope and whatever and so yo dope. it was incredible how much amazing music is here when you start actually trying to do that and then Facts. just then like to add to like okay so maybe you don't fuck with my music okay i accept that you might not like my music i make some weird shit but what if your your guy likes my music you could at least be like he might but use some intelligence don't fucking send me to all your people like you know like let's let's all like strategize together like you listen off the jump, I know a whole bunch of people that would never understand what you're doing, but I know people who would understand what you're doing, and those are the people I should send over to Action Man, right? Like, why am I going to put you over there and just bump you aimlessly? Like, yeah, I might share random shit on Facebook because it's like a fucking game, apparently. But, like, I, this is stuff I'm trying to, like, figure out how to explain to people even. Like, we need to all kind of be more strategic with this. <clears throat> Sorry? Yeah. Everything ain't for everybody, bro. Mm. You know, like, you know, some people like fucking food, some people like vegetables, some people like this, some people like that, bro. Like, listen, it's enough. It's enough for everybody. You know what I mean? Like huge you facts. Know, like, that's, you know, just life, man. But for me to for me to shut down a whole perspective just because I can't relate, that's ignorance. You know what I mean? Because the next man's going to relate, bro. You know what I mean? Facts. So, 
But all I like to say is like I like what you're saying. I like I like the fact that you can at least identify the things that are maybe some things that we can work on in the city. And from what I've seen, and even this comment we just got, seen a lot of guys give up their dreams because that shit. Uh, what we're describing. And honestly, I've talked to a lot of people who maybe have given up dreams or taking long hiatuses and stuff. And uh, you're still here doing your thing. And there's a lot of proof that you're still doing your thing. I love it, man. I can't front. I love this shit so much, bro. You know, it's like nobody. I love this hip hop shit so much because it's like, it's just freedom to me, man. It's a culture, man. I love it. You know, I don't know how to explain it. It's just, if it wasn't for hip hop, you know, I got this new song. Like, I got a song I just wrote recently. I just recorded. It's, it's going to be not on my next album, but like I said, the classical album, classical hip hop album. You know, in this song, I, I speak on how hip-hop gave me my whole identity, bro. The confidence to socialize, you know? Mm. All the pain from poverty and oppression being vocalized. You know what I mean? So, Actually, yeah, it's I like... In that one, I really relate. So, 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 I love it, man. Like, if it wasn't for hip-hop, man, I'd be depressed. I'd be, I don't know, bro. I'd be dead, probably jail. I really don't know, man. I really don't know because it's what keeps me... Happy, it keeps me excited, it keeps me excited about life, you know what I'm saying? If it wasn't for hip-hop, my, my, my life would be black and white, bro. Hip-hop brings color to my life, you know? It brings me, makes me feel young again, man. I feel timeless, I feel immortal, bro, you know? So, I love it, man. I love it too much to let it go, you know what I'm saying? There's been times before where people try to convince you and try to discourage you because what? Because you didn't quote-unquote make it? What the fuck is make it, bro? You know what I'm saying? This is therapeutical. Oh, you want, you want it? I can answer my, that question, what I what I think made it means. 20 years later, you're still doing it. That's how mm. you made it. Yeah, that's the that's only how way. I feel, man. So when I that's how I feel. I feel like I survived. This shit, this shit is therapeutic to me, you know? I survived the 80s and the 90s, bro. Like, I feel like, you know, a lot of my Gs ain't here today, bro. And this is real talk. Rest in peace to Lorenzo, man. Rest mm. in peace to Sonny, man. You know what I mean? So... Rest in peace to Nikita's man. Rest in peace to all Shame Allah from the from 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 LaSalle's finest man. He used to rock with Preach man. Another young cat man. He was extremely talented. You know, so you know we we survived and we and we still doing it. So I just feel like it's therapeutical. You know, it it, it helps you deal with your emotions. You know. We weren't taught how to do with our emotions. Uh, we, yeah, we that's big facts. It. Yeah, that isn't just... That's everywhere, man. I don't think anybody in our age area... We're, we're not that far off. Um, are, like, taught how to cope. Because, you know, I feel like a lot of what you're saying with my very different life experience holds extremely true. Like, I did come from a poverty, but a different kind of poverty, right? Like, my parents were on welfare, so I do understand a certain degree of not having... Um, I mean, but at the end of the day, you go through life. Like, I went to Wager, so it wasn't the simplest experience for me. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, hip-hop gave me confidence. It taught me to socialize. It helped me. It, it, does a, it does a lot with ladies. People want to, it might not be like why I do it now, but, you know, in a younger you, like, yo, I make rap. Oh, you're good. It's a very, that, oh, you're good is a very powerful signal for the rest of your night that you're in for a good time. Hey, leg open up. The door open up. <laughs> it happens. It's a real thing. Um, but you have to be, like, good in order to get that far, you know, or look good. Either one of those two things will happen for you then, I guess. But um, 
Women just love a man with confidence. And if that's if that's what boosts your confidence, man, more power to you. But I think everybody who releases tracks gets that confidence boost. How could you not? It's literally project management, like fucking serotonin, fucking release endorphin, fucking push your shit. Cause how could you not? You did it. Even if it's trash. In a psychological level, it's like, uh, that's why I choose music more than other art forms because, you know, I could probably write a book, but you think I'm going to fucking go a decade? I mean, when I'm old, yeah, but like, I need quicker release mechanisms. I'm fucking live. I want that shit available right away. Like, but, um, so music's quicker. You're able to write the song faster. You're able to produce the final. And I like that fucking release of, I wrote another one. I wrote another one. It's like a fucking hit from drugs. You know, like sometimes I'll have like the worst fucking day and I know it's because I haven't written a track about this shit. And then I write the song and even if it's garbage, I got it out and it makes my life better. Fuck just... system. It's no longer in your mind. It's on paper. Mm. You know what I mean? I feel like carrying that shit around no more. Yeah, and I, think, I think a lot of people feel that way about it. And not to say that there aren't other reasons to do it, but I think a lot of like when you go down the path of artistry, and being an artist with it that's like a huge part of the artist side of it and that's why like i don't know like don't get me wrong though as much as i might say like whatever you should probably listen to your audiences and do a little bit of good marketing and not go too far down the rabbit hole of being like caught up in i'm gonna do it out because yo i did that and it was not a smart choice marketing wise so there are like realities to branding and stuff that maybe people should consider but you should stay true to yourself is really the biggest thing you shouldn't go outside the boundaries of the rules you set for yourself 100 percent. as much as as much as you're right you know we got to learn as we go you know what i'm saying and we challenge the relation because there's no industry here and there's not really nobody you can learn from firsthand you know so it's, it's really a whole you know trial and error but, you know, I commend people who, who, who have the heart to go through it and actually come out on the other side of the, you know, on the other side of the butterfly, bro. You mm. know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? I He's appreciate that. Yeah, bro, I appreciate that for real because, bro, what are we living for? Come on, let's keep it real now, you know? What are we living for, man? Well, I mean, I think in this case, what we're literally doing is trying to solve that problem. We're having this conversation. This is an actual piece of media. Maybe people will have clips that are going to get cut later on. I don't know what the clips are going to be. I'm not allowed to make that choice. I have to learn to let go of parts of my operation. It's just kind of what it is. Um, that's some real boss shit. You have to learn how to not make the choices sometimes. Um, uh, but like at the end of the day, people are watching this even if it's a million people or if it's eight people who fucking cares what the number is people are gonna watch it after that's gonna happen people are gonna see it down the line and one day it's gonna be like yo but yo check that action man interview where he said this that the next thing and we, we are capturing stories and using this information I ideally to at least teach the youth i mean if i can't teach millennials and gen x fine the 22 year olds are fucking with me so i'll talk to them like, I don't Facts. care, like, who gets the knowledge. Our main emote is a knowledge nugget. So if you subscribe Ooh. to the channel, you get a gold nugget. This is knowledge with a fucking hat on and shit. So, not, so that's, like, knowledge nugget moments when they come out. That's the whole point of what we're trying to do. But we got to actually talk a bit because we got halfway through a story that's got to get completed. 
you met the guy who had the plug to music plus and shit and y'all were robbing the store and then we got tangented up so i don't know what happened after that yeah man so this guy man said it man when i came back from l.a so he always used to tell me you know what I'm saying write lines keep writing lines keep writing lines so when i was locked up i used to write lines write lines write lines so boom 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 i end up in l.a come back and then it's like like despite the fact that a lot of people knew my name man from rocking the mics and here and there like especially the older cats and i know they wasn't in no position of power to really do much for me but i would have respected them more if they would have at least you know invited me for a pizza or something because like i sound like to toot my own horn but Bro, who was nicer than me at that time, bro? Like, I'm waiting for somebody to tell me who was who the fuck was nicer than me and coming up and, and doing the moves I was doing at that time. It was nobody. But I felt like, yo, I felt like the older cats, the older cats wouldn't want to give me no shine. They were afraid of that. You know what I'm saying? So, so the only person that showed me love was Cedric, man. This little Quebecer guy. You know, he put me on a song. I murdered it. You know? So when I came back, um, I put even KB, you know, everywhere I went, I try to bring my peoples with me, man. I brought, I, I took KB, I got Lady Justice, shout out to Lady Justice out in T.O., you know what I mean? You um, know, you know what I'm saying? I got them on the album he, he, he was creating at the time. Then, boom, when I came back from L.A., he hollered at me to be on, on, a, on, a, on a project. He's like, yo, I'm putting together a project, a little group, you know what I'm saying? Um, it was him, another Quebecer um which was his beat maker who also rapped um another arab guy and myself who rapped, i was the only english rapper so they put we put together an album and a mixtape and we did a, a small tour as well we went to go do shows so i learned a lot from that you know what i mean so, so where did you, you guys tour just here canada like quebec not even canada just quebec you know uh, sad uh, Saint John and um, you know Quebec and you know these these three rivers and so, yo, if y'all listen rivers, to like, what he said, he Saint gave Julie, me Saint Julie, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's a big hack though. Basically, make friends with some French guys, do some tracks, and go tour small town Quebec. Bingo. That I'm saying Bingo. actually because, because close minded, they're close minded to English rappers, you know. But if you come with the French guy, you get a little bit in the club, you get in by like sneaking on the track and you'll be able to do your open in 15 minutes and sell some merch. 100%. But we wasn't thinking that far ahead back then, you know what I mean? Like right, right. when I first when I first started buzzing on MySpace, you know, I had I had cats from Poland and, and Yugoslavia, like weird places, they were asking me for merch. I'm like, yo, I'm not ready for this, man. I got you know, at that time, the song that had came out, the video that had came out was America's Most Wanted. You know, he played it before. And he was like, yo, I want that T-shirt. I want that T-shirt. I had it custom made for myself. You know what I mean? Yes, I do. Yeah. So, at, 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 what was it? Um, The flea market. You know, the flea market, five-star flea market? I got a custom made. So, I was like, yeah, America's Most Wanted. I had a fan. He was like, yo, I want that shirt. I was like, fuck, I'm not ready for these guys, you know? So, but yeah, anyways, just to get back to the story. So, um... Uh, the first shows, I think the question was my first show, if I'm not mistaken. I got to yeah. give it up to Cedric and then also Street Sounds because it was them two. 
And then, so then you had your, so then from the shows you're performing now, are you like getting a lot of shows over this area? You go to LA, you come back, you shoot your music videos. Like what, what's going on in the live scene here? Are you like involved at this point as well? 100%, man. We were monkey footing everybody, bro. Like there was nobody nice than us, you know what I'm saying? Like, Is this like in the streets or are you like participating in the events that are going on in the city? Are you involved in a lot of the shows and events that are happening or is it more in the I streets? Never really, I never really was a, a type of brother to, whatchamacallit, organize events. I was never really, that was never really my forte. But, you know, I always used to, um, I, was in the, I was in a lot of shows, but I was more so in the streets that I was in the show, you know? A lot of times shows, like especially in Montreal, is like, yo, you know, it's a hip hop night, it's, 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 it's open mic, but it's a dress code, like, you know, and we were street guys, like, we weren't fucking with the street, we used to fight bounces, man, like, we used to fight bounces for stuff like that, you know what I mean? This is real life, what's that club name? Polyester back in the day, you know what I'm saying? We fought them bounces for shit like that, you know what I mean? Like, we were some wild kids, like, I feel like we were the wild, let, let me say this, I feel like we were the livest Rappers, MCs, we were the livest. We would, we was the type of people that we would jump on stage and toss water at the crowd. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You know, you know. Uh, Yo, it's interesting you say that because somebody uh, threw water at the crowd and got in a lot of trouble on Facebook after. Yo, listen to this. Once upon a time, right? This is cold. I know. This is monumental shit. This to give you an example of type of legendary shit we used to be like. Nobody do this shit no more, but. You know, I recorded this moment, as a matter of fact, but it's on VHS. And I'm hoping to maybe make that shit available to the internet, you know, sooner than later. But, yo, listen, man, we performing at the Cola Note. Like, that's on, that's on Park Avenue, right? Yo, I'm talking about, you know, it's me, KB, um, Genocide. I forgot his name today. He has a different name today, but Genocide. Uh, but it was me and KB. It was me and KB's set. It was actually my set, but I invited KB on my set. Mm. So we performing, we performing, we got two tracks in, boom, 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 right? Now we're about to perform the third joint, which is our biggest joint. And in between the second joint and the third joint on our set, we had in, we had in, um, injected a, 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 small, a small interlude. You know what I'm saying? And the interlude was that song from Redman called Time Time for Some Time for Some Max Young. Time Time for Some Time for Some. So we had that play for about a minute and a half, right? Before the third song came on. Bro, I'm talking about weed. I bought I bought an ounce of weed. You know what I'm saying? And listen, mind you, back then we was illegal, man. <laughs> Yo, son, I bought an ounce of weed. Bagged it up in the nickel, right? Bagged them all up in the nickel, man. And when I get there, I'm like, yo, this is what we're going to do, you know? So, yo, boom, we get on stage. Second song's done. I go in backstage. I grab that bag. And, yo, as soon as that interview came on, I'm time for some time for some action. We toss a nickel bag into the crowd, yo. Yeah, yo, that's big moves. Yeah, that is. Bruh, pandemonium. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. To this day, people hit me up and be like, yo, remember that shit you did? I was like, fuck. 
Yo, I'm talking about people were fighting over the nickel bags, bro, in the crowd, you know? People were trying to jump on stage to get the nickel bags, bro. It was wild, bro. So that's the type of shit we used to do, man. We used to just be live and just bring an extra, an extra life, man, an extra energy, an extra vibe, you know? No, but actually, I like the interlude thing. So I saw Insane Clown Posse. Now, you may like their music or not, but if you don't know about their live show, their live show is one of the latest things in the fucking world. They brought out, like, a whole carnival experience. They bring out all mm. the Fago soda, and they consistently stop the show for interludes where they do Fago breaks, and they go, like, double down on spraying the crowd with Fago. And it's not... It's a soft Fago. drink. It's just, like, a cheap fucking Coke. So it's like you're at the show and you're getting sprayed with fucking coke the whole time for like 90, like whatever the set is. But like the fact is they bring the interludes, they create the whole experience. And honestly, I don't know that I ever really saw a rapper in the local scene do an interlude before. So that's fucking cool. People tend to forget that it's called a show, man. Yo, I'm with you on that, man. No, but they don't throw shows now. It's showcases and parties, my guy. They don't throw shows. That's crazy. People just grab the mic and start rapping. They start looking at the floor and just rap. Blah, 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 blah. Bro, where's the show? People want to be entertained, man. Mm, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's what Street Sounds. Street Sounds helped me a lot with that. So you know what? Street you know what like, taught me that shit for real rails? Was Hip Hop Karaoke, which had a D-Shade hosting it. Mm. Um, I didn't know who D Shade was until like way after. I'm like, I stood next to a legend on stage for like six years, not knowing that I was standing next to a legend. That's fucking nuts when you really think about it. Anyway, so like, um, yo, but like you're doing popular hip hop songs. So I got brave with it. Like my second night doing it, I did Roll Out by Ludacris. So I gambled. Mm. I gambled. My business, my business. Yeah, I know how to self-censor. So I'm good on certain parts of that. But like, yo, the problem with the hook was we couldn't find a version that had the roll out. Roll. Mm. We couldn't find that part, so I I just I gambled. I said, "Yo, I need y'all to help me," and I roll with it. And it's on YouTube. They held me down. They just did it. They fucking each time the chorus came in, they held me down. So I did the like, I got my twig, and then they held it down. And I'm like, <gasps> but it got me like fucking bold. It got me to start fucking with the crowd, jumping off the stage, moving around. And you know why? Because none of it's my music, and so everyone's invested in shit. And I'm like, "Yo, y'all should try hip hop karaoke. Get your like." stage shit up and they're like bro i can't rap somebody else's song i'm like yo you can't perform for 200 people either anywhere else <laughs> worst come to worst worst come, yeah man worst come to worst like i'm saying yeah that's hard to do i ain't gonna lie street sounds is the ones that help us with that because if you want to i don't know what that, that i'm just saying i didn't know that that what that that wasn't there for me i mean maybe it existed i mean i know there's a little cypher and there's some other shits that's out there but like that actually came after I started rapping. So, like, a lot of that was in its very infancy stage. But Hip Hop Karaoke had a full fucking Belmont. And I don't know where the fuck you're starting to rap and you're on a full Belmont in your first year. That's called a hack, my guy. You know? Facts. So, I'm trying to tell people about Whatever the hack, hack is. Whatever the hack is, you don't find that shit. You know what I mean? so like i got to do that I actually then the crowd dipped over time so it was more like there was because the, they did it every every month for like a year and it was fucking and i basically i think i missed one of them that year because <clears throat> it was dope i was young and it was fucking lit and belmont still had uh the 20 dollar rum and coke pitcher that was the biggest thing that killed belmont in my opinion in terms of the crowd it was the 20 dollar rum and coke pitcher made every yo i could go to people and be like yo guy they have a 20 dollar rum and coke pitcher and that sold belmont 
People don't know that that's how you sold these bars to people when you were trying to convince them to come. And then all the bar drink prices and specials disappear. And they're like, yo, how much did it drink? So I'm like, $11. They're like, you want me to spend $5 plus 50 in drinks, my guy? I'm like, I, I don't. I'm, I, and then you're like stuck. But yo, people don't know how powerful that picture price was to get people to show up to Belmont and watch your five-minute fucking set. <laughs> That'll get everybody to up, man. Trust me. But yeah, and because I go, people keep talking about the future sometimes, and I'm trying to think about the future, and I'm like, yo, honestly, 2014 to 2020 wasn't the latest live party scene in the low end of things. It might have had a lot of festivals and a lot of really cool things happening, but like Montreal got a heavy tourism push, right? So like, there's like a lot of money in big things, meaning there's a lot less attention on small things. But then, so if you're gonna do the small things. It has to be like sexy to people like tr cheap drinks that's a sexy thing to people expensive drinks and inconvenient locations and like everybody doing 10 minute sets is a weird it's a weird sell to get somebody to go out of their house and spend money on in my opinion now i know there are salesmen who can do that that's not me i'm not that salesman but if you make my life easy i can sell that shit. <laughs> you know what i'm saying exactly you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I, I'm already playing my part as an artist. Play your part as a fucking club owner and, 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 and hook up the specials, man. You know people want to drink. More time when artists go see a, a club to, 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 to try to get a performance in there. You know what I'm saying? What we used to do, like, I wasn't never in charge, but my brother used to always go see the owner and be like, yo, listen, we keep the door, you keep whatever you make at the bar. You know what I'm saying? So... It's, it's on them to make the prices sexy, bro. Come on, man. What you doing? But they don't. Oh, and, I, and, yo, it gets even deeper. So I tried to, like, learn more. I, I, this is, again, I don't know shit all before 2012. But I learned that there are two time slots at big clubs. The bigger venues or whatever. So what they would do is they would force you to go to this 11 to 3 time slot. Because they wanted to have a 7 to 11 time slot. So they would run two events on a lot of nights. So that means if you want to start your show at a good time. You have to book both time slots. That makes it real expensive. If the place is like a thousand dollars a time slot. Uh, otherwise it would be a shitty night. You could get it right. So I think this taught people in the scene. That everything has to start late. Even if it doesn't have to start late. So everything started late. But that's generally everywhere, though, I believe. I believe that's pretty much everywhere. Though. It's not the big leagues. The big league starts oh. at 7. I went to Wu-Tang. That show started at 7. At the fucking Place Bell. Because it was Place yeah. Bell. And that shit's not going to... like Yo, it's $90 tickets. Your shit's starting on time. You know? So yeah. why why is it that like a Wu-Tang show at Place Bell can start on time? It's hip-hop. You know, like the people showed up. More people probably showed up, <clears throat> in my opinion. What, 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 what year was this? Two thousand and nineteen. Oh no, no, this was yeah, 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 not too long ago, right? Yeah, but I'm saying the show started on time, in a modern yeah, era, yeah. and like I'm, I'm going. Look, we can act all we want about whatever we as individuals want, but if the people who are willing to spend ninety dollars are accustomed to a seven o'clock start time, that's the professional league. So why are we trying to act like we're not the professional league? Maybe the smarter time slot was 7 to 11 the whole time. I'm not, like, again, saying anything other than what I selfishly want. I have work at 9 in the morning, my point. guy. No, that's a very good point. That's 9 good point. in the morning. I don't... 
I can't be out on a Thursday. Half the times I didn't even try to perform for like years because I'm like, I don't know that it's worth it for me to literally take a day off work to go perform. Yeah, I have vacation days, but like, is that worth it? That's a vacation day we're talking. Just not listen. Sometimes the answer is obviously fucking yes. I want to go do that thing. But that's like three times a year, my guy. Like, I don't really want to take work off to go to an 11 p.m. start time, run it till 2 in the morning, take an Uber home, da-da-da-da-da type shit. Like, that's just not, to me, that cool. But 7 to 11 means I can take the metro home and I say 30 bucks on our Uber at least. And I think most humans like that. Thanks, especially nowadays, bro. No, it's a different world we're living in today, bro. I'm just trying to, like... I just try to... I just, I just feel like people need to hear these things, whether or not they like it. You seem like a guy that's like very fucking reasonable with it. So unlike others who have argued with me to death about the streets, this and everything, this and that, I'm like, yo, it's money. Nowadays, I'm going to say one thing, man. Nowadays, the streets is YouTube, bro. The streets is the internet, bro. Mm. Streets no longer exist like that the way they used to. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're still in the streets, cool, that's whatever, but... You know, the real streets is the streets of YouTube and the streets of the internet, bro. Because that's where the money's made right now. What are you going to do? You can't sell it. You can't be on the corner no more, bro. You can't be like before. It's not like before. It's a new world we're living in right now. So definitely, bro. You know what I mean? Sometimes you need different things, bro. You know, maybe maybe it, it would be the best. Maybe it oh, would yeah. be the best. Not to be, to be clear, not for everyone. I'm saying make a few of them at that time slot. <laughs> I mean, yeah, man, like, I mean, shit, why not, bro? Like, why, why I gotta be, like, so, so, so strict? I don't know. Time, everybody. Nah, well, man, I, got, man. I got theories All on that, me. but, like, I think it's changing. So there's two things. One is because people worried so much about the artist showing up. So if the artist is what your focus is, then the artist can come when they want and do what they want. So what's the sound check? I mean, let's. I've been to about 60, 70 shows, right? Like, I've seen Soundcheck like twice. So, like, I'm not like saying this hyperbolically. I'm saying I'm surprised at how little I've ever had to soundcheck in my life for the amount of times I performed. You know, that's kind of weird if you think about it. That's fine. Like, if if you think about it at a professional level, it's a kind of weird thing, you know? Right so then why is nobody sound checking well if the artist can't show up for sound checks and then artists have flipped that on me and said but bro i'm making no money what do you want me to do show up for five hours and drink at the bar and i'm like yo that's facts too so i mean there is other sides to the equation don't get me wrong but all of these are sides to the equation and who's talking about it how are we solving these problems so if people don't want to show up on time because or early because of their life and they don't want to fine but then, like, if nobody's getting paid and everybody's fucking unhappy with the situation, then how the hell are we going back to this after COVID? That's what I'm saying. The whole world is changing. And I feel like personally, you know, first of all, I think that history always repeats itself. So when you're talking about future, you know, there's something from the past that's, that's going to come back. You know mm. what I'm that's number one. Interesting. From my humble perspective. Number two, um... It's a new world we're living in, and I feel like it's changing right now. So I feel like personally, my personal prediction is that um, 
What's the fucking topic? What are you talking about? What's going to happen next with, I guess, music, post-COVID yeah, shows, um, all that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was basically going to say that number two was that I, I personally feel like this is the end of the industry as you know it. I feel like it's the end of this uh, industry in general. Like, just industries in general. Like, look at taxis. You know, taxis no, uh, is, is obsolete almost now. Yeah, Uber and all this other shit. Look at all these other industries that are crashing and new ones are spawning up. So I feel like the music industry is crashing right now. Mm. And this is why so much of a, a rise of an independent artist. But I feel like a new industry is taking shape some way, somehow. I just can't put my finger on how it's going to be exactly, but you're 100% right. That's a very good question. How is it going to be? You know what I mean? So but I know for a fact that the old model is no longer going to be uh, relevant. I mean, all I have to do is think about what's fun. That's what I realized in life because it's music. So you know what's going to ultimately win? Fun. You know how I know? That's what kids do. They're good at fun. We're bad at fun. I'm not going to lie. We grind. I bet you're as bad at fun as I am. You're like a serious. You think a lot. Grind, grind, grind. Fun, though. Maybe you have some fun. I'm not lying. Like, you know what I'm saying? But like, you're yeah. right. You're right. But I would I would love, you know, to be fun, fun, fun all the time. But, you know, life don't permit that all the time. But yeah, we, I like to keep in touch with that part, obviously. You know, I feel that. You know, I got a little boy, so I definitely got to stay in touch with that. You know what I'm saying? But I meant shout, out to more... my young, shout out to my young soldier, Judah. You know what I'm saying? But I was just like, I was talking to these young guys. And they don't care about serious quite like I do. They care about fun. So you know what they're going to do? And I'm testing theories with the youth. So I don't know if I'm right, but they seem to like my ideas. So I'm going to help them make them happen because it's a cool idea to me. Chalet shows. Yo, because think about it from a different point of view. Do you really need the bar? You just need the footage. <clears throat> so you get some lit fucking beautiful Airbnb shit and you throw a party there or whatever. And you get like 50, 60 of the homies. Now the drinks cost nothing. Everybody pitches in on the shit. Da, 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 da. You film it. Instagram. You looking lit. Hashtag grind. You do it again. You do it again. And then somehow we're sitting here going where the show's at. 100%. That's what I think happens next for the real life version of things. Yeah, very good probability. Plus festivals because, yo, festivals ain't going away. Festivals is lit because you know why? Marijuana. That's my huge fucking thing. I've, I've, been, I've been thinking about this for years. I smoke a lot of marijuana. Um, I can't smoke in these bars. I spent half my show outside. So, like, yo, this is not working. As a show. I, like, right. as right. a show. We smoke inside the club, but, yeah, 100% you right. Okay. But we were different, so, yeah. But yeah, you, you could. Right. You could smoke in the club. <clears throat> I, I turned 18 in 2005. So, I turned 18 and did the smoking inside. I never. No, but we smoke inside regardless of after that, though. You I've never like, been brave like that, my guy. We I, were so deep. We used to go so deep that you know, you know, who are you gonna come talk to? Like, there's like so many people smoking. You know what I mean? So, but yeah. Yeah, I never. I ne you're right, though. At the end of the day, I feel like you know, say people are tired of, of, of the whole controlling and the rules and the regulations and the this and the that. Come on, man. Let the people smoke in the club. You know, say do your little performance, record that shit internet that bitch and let it do what it do you know what i mean you can't do it at the club so it's got to be a private event that's the one regality yeah. i figured out it's the only way you can even yeah. have weed is if it's private you can't have weed at the yeah. club there's nowhere legal to do that you can't legally smoke weed in public in quebec right 
even in Montreal. So I'm trying to troubleshoot this, like, because I've been trying to figure out a weed-friendly situation for a minute. So it's been made clear to me it's complicated and nobody wants to do it. And I'm like, why? Because they drink. They all drink. Those are the people who are in this industry. They they all drink a lot. Have you ever actually talked to bar owners and shit? They drink a lot. They're not necessarily on my way with the weeds. Um, Stills, I think there's like a lot of potential for private parties, man. Like, yo, how hard is it to rent some gear yeah. right now and fucking throw some loft shit that would be fucking banging and get like 2,000 people in there and then maybe the cops shut you down, maybe they don't, but it's still a fucking banging story. Yo, my brother was in the rave scene in 2012 and it was doing those abandoned fucking buildings and shit. Like, it's completely viable. Mm -hmm. Like, it's viable. They had like 3,000. These people were getting paid. Like, my like they got paid to perform while I was not getting paid to perform. And I was like, okay, what's going on? But you also looked at the events, man. You would see like every DJ had a bio and a link and it is. You look at some of the events and I can't click on the 12 names that are in the event. I don't know who person's name I've never seen before is. And I don't mean that rudely, but like, uh, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm hoping people hear this and go, here's how I can do some of these things better based on some of the things I've noticed along the way. You know, that's, that's my goal with it. But yeah. yo, um, the other side is the internet. You know, like, come on, guy. Like, these kids, have, this kid I was talking to has never performed, like, at all. But he's got, like, I don't know, 15 tracks out. And he's got a little fan base he's growing via, like, Instagrams and shit. He's got 178 songs he's recorded because he's 17. And he has nothing else to do with his life but record music right now. So he practices every day of his life on this craft. He tests shit out on Instagram with stories and da da da. Gets feedback, and uh, he's he's gonna ultimately by the time COVID's done have a proper fucking fan base. And if he never performs, he can still make all the money in the world. What about that that's side the of the game, thing. eh? Yeah, that's the other thing too. You know, the, the, the Instagram versus battle and these online uh, 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 concerts. You know what I mean? That's the new way. You could probably have a chat room with fucking, you know, probably somebody will come up with a, with, a, with a software where you have like, you know, whatever thousand people watching you in a fucking chat room and you're performing. You know what I mean? But I feel like that's what Twitch is, right? That's, that's what Twitch literally is. what Twitch is right now. Right. Like literally. We don't have that. You tapped in early, bro. I'm kind of in the middle of early. Like, it's almost too late early phases. I would okay, argue. Early, for, early for me then, my bad. Nah, I would say you got to look at that already, my guy. Like, we're doing the cipher now because I want to be in the online internet promoting sphere early so that when people talk about who did it first in the future, motherfucker, I can't say I did it first. In Montreal, you're one of the big ones, my G. I got to give it to you. You see me? Listen, I don't fuck with nobody. I know everybody, but I don't fuck with just anybody, bro. You know what oh, I'm I saying? appreciate that. The reason why I came up, the reason why I accepted you is because, bro, I, like I said, bro, I don't want to keep saying it, but like, you have a respect for the culture that I gotta respect, bro. I gotta respect that. I gotta, I gotta appreciate that, bro, in real time and in real life, bro, because, you know, if you don't, if, if I feel like you don't respect the culture, how much more respect can you have for me? I'm mm. a living representative of that culture, bro. Yo, I agree with that Thank sentiment, you. though, and I want to say that just to give you your flowers properly, because, yo, when I when I first talked to Action Man and like I guess with video chat <laughs> that's the world we're in it was over Instagram live and you were talking and you got a young guy there and you were trying to you and you were working with him and it was like 
you know you work with the bamboo twigs guy and the one thing i think people don't understand about culture and community is that if you're not actively involved with the youth mm. i don't think you're actually about the culture and the community now i'm not this is things i'm formulating right like i don't know the truths i'm trying to no, discover no, this journey you know no, no, this is the truth this is absolute truth bro because we're we'll speaking about truth and, and we're speaking about future what's more future than the children bro but like also let's be like a hundred percent real you invest, you, when you invest in the children you invest in the future I'm like a 33-year-old white dude. I'm not really in the best shape of my life. Like, I'm, okay, I'm in the best shape of my life, but, like, that's the point. Like, it's not like, I know where I'm at with all this shit, right? I'm doing great. I love my 30s. I'm doubtful at this point that I'm going to be the random fucking guy to randomly drop a hot single and go Drake viral in Montreal. Like, let's, let's just be real. There are really hot 20-year-olds. In this city right now and why i say really hot because drake's really hot like i look at him and i'm like no and then he's very attractive as a man like his beard is dapper and shit everything is pristine about this guy he's a pop star and i'm looking at myself and i'm like okay i'm an underground guy let's have some fucking perspective maybe i can do okay i, I gotta have perspective let's play a different role let's let's like look at my role in the city Yo, then there's my personal... Sure, I'm not saying I can't have what I want out of the game. But am I going to be that guy? No, that's not going to happen. And I think most of us in our heart and soul know that. And we don't actually accept that truth and play the role that we're supposed to play. Like, you called me a historian at one point. I don't know if it was on camera or off. I'm like, yo, fuck that. If I go down as a historian, that's dope. Like, how is that not dope? You know what I'm saying? Like... Yo, I want a wiki page. At a certain point, you have to accept that maybe people like you, and maybe they don't like what you want them to like about it. I'm like, okay, I could live with that. That's not terrible shit. This isn't bad. If you fucking hate my music, but you're still here watching me, I'm like, I'd be a real idiot to not appreciate that, you know? I think that's, that's you know, as much as I as much as I like to keep my confidence high, I come from a different school of school hip-hop where it's like you gotta feel like you're the best regardless of the new generation old generation i feel like i'm the best like i i go toe-to-toe -to -toe with any of these youngest these days and i like to believe that even if it may be you know far-fetched delusional whatever people may judge but i believe that i'm the best you know and um but even within that when i have a smash hit who knows? But that's not where my that's not where my focus is. Nah, my but focus is, even if we talk about that, man, yo, yeah. I watched a music video where you're sitting there in a the chair, suited up like the bosses to the motherfucking bosses. Nah, yeah. you're playing a role, and you want to be right. the best in this shit. You're clearly not trying to be a pop star. You're trying to be like the Don. Right. So right, 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 right. I mean, yeah, I'm pretty sure there's nobody that can take that from you with regards to like what you're going for as the best, right? But that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. But as far as what you're talking about, like you know, the number one smash hit, you know, or the or the, the, the 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 hot guy, the top guy, you know, that don't really mean much to me. To me, is as long as you know, I'm, I'm doing what I love doing. I'm involved in an area of activity or industry that I that I enjoy, and I don't feel like it's a burden. I don't feel like it's work. I don't feel like it's you know, I I, I don't want to be here or it's a drag. Mm. I'm just happy being like, just even, even like, I never thought I would have been 
somebody who enjoys the business of of, 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 of working with other artists. You know what I'm saying? But I actually enjoy this shit. Like to see my young artist shine, even if he's French. Like I don't know nothing about French rap. You know, what I'm I don't know the history. I don't know the way the industry works on that side. I'm learning, but like, you know, just to see him learn and and, and I'm putting him on, and I, I enjoy doing that. I enjoy mentoring, bro. Yo, mentoring is so, fucking it's, fire. It's, huh? It's so fire. It's so good. Yeah. yeah. So to me, it's like, it don't matter what I'm doing. As long as I'm playing a position in the game, I love the game too much to ever leave it behind, bro. So it's like, I just want to be in the game, bro. But know, like, so whether it's a coach, I'm whether it's a player, whether it's an administrator, whether it's, you know, an exec, a higher up, whatever the fuck the case is, I want to be in the game. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to stay in the game. I just you know like, I, mean? I like the role I'm playing a lot more. I like, I'm gonna be real with you. Power is a lot more interesting to me now than fame, money, or anything else. Power is like the sexiest shit in the world to me. Maybe nice. it's like a sign of my age or whatever, but I started thinking about what really is power, and I don't want to be the mascot. <laughs> I don't want to be that guy. That's big talk. That's real talk right there, bro. So, what, what, what would you define as power, bro? ultimate power or whatever influence to make things happen. So, what I really want to be able to do is at least let's say this platform is to get the first interview with the star you know like to whatever star is coming out of here i don't know some fucking star some so kid the first star from here you want you want the first interview from the first big star from here yeah why the fuck not i gotta be the guy that's telling people he's existing and he's doping and if i'm not doing that i don't have that but you know what's happening with this yeah, um my ability to be a thought leader in the community is enhanced because most of y'all can't argue with me at the same level that you can argue with your peers, unfortunately, because I'm seeing perspectives that a lot of people don't see, and it's all on wax. So I don't even have to cite a fucking thing. Y'all know somebody could Google some shit and find that evidence. I don't really have to ever do that no more. I read 110 books in three years because I got tired of people asking me how I know shit. Nobody's going to ask. Yeah, man. That's why you're so... I'm sorry to cut your wisdom, but bro, that's why we are on the same brainwave because, bro, yeah, I read all that. So guy. I read huh? everything but the oh, bottom yeah, shelf. Okay, I see you. I read so many books myself, my bro. That's amazing. So it's like you have a general, yeah, you have a general idea of what reality is. You have a, you have a, you have a grasp of what reality is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, a lot of these people just a lot of these people just follow what's on mainstream, and that's just public opinion. That's not necessarily a fact. No, opinion is the first thing. Opinion is the furthest thing from fact, bro. I hear you, and even an idea of facts can be brought into question because facts are agreed upon information, and the agreed upon part means it's almost democratic. Now, if okay, you really want to go. Have so, go ahead. I'm sorry. So, I mean, if you really think about all of the facts in the world as we understand them, they're often attached to stories and interpretations and are rarely ever just standalone things so it's hard for me to like it's hard that's why you need to broaden the knowledge as much as you can like yo i just started going on, you go on rabbit holes like you know like i read like 13 14 books in a row on several issues related to black history across a lot of things and yo you learn a lot of things and you start seeing connections and shit but yo to get the kind of data and perspective to even start to connect the dots like yo Somebody told me that he didn't want to go to the Black Lives Matters protests, uh, the the fucking anti-police ones in Montreal. Like we went to those, right? And I was listening to the stories, and you know they make you feel and shit. 
but he was telling me yo these are just individual anecdotes of story and i'm like that's fair but i call that a data point and if you collect three thousand five thousand of those stories you start to see some fucking um patterns but it actually requires the effort of going so these books capture some of these stories where it's it's wild shit like i learned about jamaican slave revolt stuff going on back then where i will never i have almost like vivid like nightmare-esque pictures from the vivid descriptions of how life used to be and this is not even that long ago so the only way you can really because you think people are really going to talk to me about all of the levels of nuances of like fucking jamaican slaveries and shit nobody's going to fucking go that deep with me unless i already have some foundational information you know and i don't know i like because within our community whether it's jamaican or what have you haitian whatever whatever you have within our community this is taboo bro like you don't talk about what the fuck you went through you don't talk about what your ancestors went through we just don't talk about nothing and this is why like i said come always back to hip-hop being fundamental because of the dialogue bro that's we interesting need that expression bro we need that bro yeah i didn't even we need realize to learn that from one another we need to learn from one another you know what i mean so no that's big i didn't even realize that people don't really talk about that shit because this thing again a lot of things like i don't come from that i'm jewish also like my mom's jewish so like yo if you want to talk about it like it's the opposite it's more like you over talk about all your feelings which is kind of where i come from so sometimes it's kind of weird when i actually encounter like my girlfriend on the other hand is of a stoic waspy nature so she does not necessarily express any emotion very much it's like the opposite so it's it was a big learning curve but it makes me appreciate the idea that not everybody's just like super comfortable talking about traumatic shit the way i am you know like i get that but i don't think everybody keep gets my, that keep in mind you're an artist as well keep in mind you're an artist as well so it comes it's like second nature to you but mm. for people who don't have a coping mechanism it's tough though it's really tough man yeah, I really like what you just said there for people who don't have a coping mechanism. That's a big fact because I often I remember it and I forget it and then I remember it. But not everybody. I try to tell everybody right, even if it's bullshit, because it helps. But like, you know, sometimes you have your arts or exercises or whatever. Meditation's apparently really big. People fucking like that. I'm a big meditator. But I tell people all the time, just try to try to develop like an art because that's something they don't that's something they don't teach us in school, they, they don't teach us in society. It's how to deal with our emotions. And a lot of times when you don't deal with your emotions, they end up dealing with you. Mm. And it's like they spill over. They spill over to the to your loved ones around you, bro. Oh, and it's like that's facts. not fair. Yeah, that's not fair because yo, I'm dealing with my emotions. Now you want me to deal with yours. It's like this is this is this has nothing to do with me. So a lot of conflicts could have been uh, resolve if people just learn how to do with their emotions, man. It's crazy, bro. Mm. You know, so I try to tell people all the time, like, even my baby moms and all this shit, like, all the girls, most of the girls I've been with, I used to tell them, like, yo, you know, find something that you like doing, like art, you know what I'm saying, whether it's painting or poetry or music or singing or, you know, yoga, whatever it is, man, that you enjoy doing, just do it because it'll help you deal with your, uh, with your emotions. And uh, the bent up energy inside of you and all this other shit, man. Real, but it's bro. also like creation. I don't know why, but there's something to the creative process that maybe it meditates. I don't know, but it's just something special. Even if you're bad at it, even if yo, I like look at coding as one of the coolest forms of creation that exists. A lot of people disagree with me, but I'm like, yo, what's coding? 
It's a bunch of dudes writing shit and magic happens. Let's be fucking real. How is that not creativity at its finest? Yo, writing is boring too. Let's be real. Writing a book, not fun. Writing a program, not fun. Final products, amazing shit. That sounds like the studio. Recording vocals? I don't know about you. I fucking hate recording vocals a lot of the time because I'm bad at it and I'm inefficient. So I do a lot of time waste and then I get frustrated. I know there's better ways to do it, but that's the way I am with it. So it's not my favorite part. And then I realized everything in fucking life um, is basically art if you really want to look for it. But like certain things are creation. Sorry, I meant to say anything that you can create with is kind of art to me, even if it's not like regular. 100%. As long as it's creative, it, it has to have two, 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 two requirements: creativity and expression, bro. Mm. That's all it is, you know. And expression is usually creative. If your expression is not creative, it means it's reactive. For my mm. personal research, that's what it is. It's like if you're not creating a personal expression, and you just react into what another expression is. You know what I'm saying? So, but it's better to create because you don't want to be a robot. Robots react. You know what I'm saying? Like. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yo, you know, a command and, you know, reaction. You know what I'm saying? I don't know exactly about computers like that but, or robots, but I'm just saying as a human being, you were meant to be creative, bro. You know what I'm I, I agree. Like, if you listen to guys like Ty Lopez or the other super well, yo, I got into like success habits. I'm like, yo, let's just study billionaires. They must have habits and they all have a creative hobby. Why? It might be dorky and shy and hide about it. Why is fucking Stephen Harper in a rock band? You know, like why? Like why are these people all doing and, this and, shit? And another thing, another thing I, I I usually bring to light to a lot of my friends is that you know what I'm saying. We take this art like whatever it's a hobby, it's things we do for fun. But you know these rich people, like these high, highly positioned people, they 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 um they treasure the fine arts. Like they actually call it the fine arts. Like spoken word, and to them it's high society shit. Like when you go to opera, or when you go see paintings and all this other shit, yo, they 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 value their art. You know what I'm saying? So we should value it more. Big you know facts. We should definitely value it more. You know. I think that comes down to like valuing ourselves. Like I think, yo, right. check it. So, my, but it's also like to the other side of it. Like let's create more valuable stuff. And I don't mean music. I mean the the other the peripheries. So as an example, my dude uh, Flacco Bayo from the Liddy Bros created this Liddy Bros bundle, and it's a hundred dollars. And in it, you get a bunch of shit. You get like lighters, and you get like this fucking uh, bandana, and you get like the CD, and you get like a. But it's all on brand. Like it's uh, the CD's called Champagne and Cocaine, so you get four pens that are branded, right? So you get four pens. You get a little cork. You know because it's on and so it's like it's an experience right and branding is a big part of like all of that and um, marketing if we were to create higher quality products per se like people want me to do merch right away and i know i could slap a logo on my merch right now and like it could possibly sell like fucking 10 shirts or some shit but i feel like that's dorky a little bit not to say i don't like want to do that but not my first one. It's like my first one. I want it to be like hype in some way. I don't know what it is. I've been thinking. Yes, I've got sure. ideas. You want to be excited about something you're, you're, you're promoting and you're selling. Like, I, here's what happened. I realized I never see this shit. What the fuck is here all day? I'm not looking at this. I'm not looking at this. 
I want to see my fucking logo on whatever the fuck I'm going to have. At least the first yeah. one. Yeah. I want to look at my own logo and be like, yeah, it's my shit, yo. That's what I'm saying. You want to be proud of what you're pushing, bro. I, I compare that to when we used to sell CDs on the streets. You know what I mean? We used to, we used to kill it, bro, because that was my thing. For me, I used to kill it. Because, even Widget. Yo, shout out to my man Widget. Yo, shout you out to Widget. I know Widget. I prefer. Yo, listen, listen. Widget. Widget is my claw. This nigga is cut from my claw. You know, he was out there too. I was selling my mixtape, yo, yo, help me to stop selling crack. Mm. You know, and we was and we was proud of our shit. We used to sell our CDs ten dollars a pop. I don't know about him, but I used to sell my CDs ten dollars a pop. And it's like, yo, bro, when you love what you do, when you're proud of your product, it sell way easier, way easier. You know what I'm saying? And he was on his other side doing the same thing. So shout out to Wizzy, you heard? That's right. That's why, like, I'm proud of what I do here. I can push this fucking ideas on anybody like this, right? And I think symbolism matters. Like, the bridge the gap shit, it took me, like, a week to come up with that title because it had to be the right... I had to match New York, which was an extra challenge. And then I realized bridges are a commonality between Montreal and New York and most major cities, right? So, in effect, cities are often bridged, and it's then the bridge gaps. Hence, anyway... So, so 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 let me ask you what's 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 this bridge you're trying to create why why new york though well uh that was just circumstance uh i ended up fucking around on the end of the week open mic zoom and uh i met peoples and then i reviewed the next what you mean, man? Well, uh, i met the dude flaco bayo who knows a bunch of people and then all of a sudden better names started appearing on my show and it's by end of the week, New York City. There, all that. I see you, my G. Poison pen and all that. I yeah, see you, So G. that came through those guys. And so uh, if I have to sack a day and throw an end of the week, not sack a day, but like, you know, like Flacco's going to co-host on Saturdays. If that's what it is, cool. Flacco's dope. I fucking love that guy. I say it's Liddy bro all the time because he's the Liddy bros. That's what it is. He's my guy. So it's like, yo, so New York mattered. So I had to have a show that made sense also for a constant weekly New York guest. Otherwise, I wasn't doing my due diligence in the bigger goals because I like having an Iron Solomon and an I'll be back and all these guys coming through. It's fucking really fun. Plus, it's and the they Mecca. Need that. Like, they need that. And I don't mean that in no disrespect. I mean in a way where yeah because yeah, yo we discovered these guys go nah i mean and i'm like nope i don't know what the fuck you're talking about my guy i have no fucking idea and you can watch me do it week over fucking week where i'm like nah nah hold up what's the so i had to watch a stretch and bobito documentary just to like fucking mm -hmm. cut up to the so i'm doing my end of it but like yo they'll be like yo and i'm gonna get a pizza 33rd and then i'm like what the fuck did you just say i don't understand you just said new york shit i'm in montreal and then thank goodness <laughs> Golden Jenny showed up so I can say Golden Jenny's in Norway and she's watching and she's usually there and then they're like oh Norway okay wait a second there's no way Norway could know my local jargon of you know like and they start this like is the, world is, the world is starting to adapt to this world community right now it's they, a world community also here. it's New York my guy I want to know about it I want to know about the birth of hip-hop well, let, let me shout out the whole of New York for the simple fact, for two reasons. For, for first of all, for birthing this beautiful culture that, 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 that has embraced me, has loved me, has raised me. You know what I'm saying? First of all, right? And second of all, for all my people out there, because they're the ones that show me the most love out of all the whole world. Shout out to my brother, Bicycle Tony. 
who just started his channel on YouTube. Go check out his Rikers Island stories, real life, real spit. He about to do something good too, by the way. But shout out to my brother Bicycle Tony from the Bronx. Um, Eddie Hispanic, Dirty Klansman, Dungeon Master, Dirty Klansman, right? And just all my people, especially Brooklyn, Bronx, and Queens, bro, you heard? Mm. Word, word, word. So Big shout out to them because they show me mad love every time, bro. So, like, my dude, uh, my dude Flacco is my, I'd say, like, we're good buddies now. We talk, like, every day. I feel like if you talk to somebody every day, you're probably, really, you know, you're buddies now. You know, we haven't met yet, but that's the circumstance. He's in the Bronx. So, it's, like, literally on yeah. Sunday now. We watch this shit that uh, he does this live stream straight out of this bar in the Bronx. And it's like, that's the real Bronx. also want to specify. Yeah, see, like, yeah. my brother, Bicycle Tony, I want to give him an extra personal shout out because this brother actually put me on the line on a phone conversation with Billy Dance and other people. You know what I'm saying? Like, like people don't have to do shit for me, bro. People don't have to do nothing for me, bro. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like most of the love comes from New York for me, for me personally, bro. And I just want to shout him out for that personally. You know, an extra shout out for him. But mostly just in general, New York, I got mad love for New York. Mm -hmm. i never been there. I've been there briefly, but I've never really, I was mostly in LA. You know what I'm saying? So, but shout out to New York. Bro. I've never been in New York either, but I um, really want to go. I'm really grateful though. I was on a Zoom call that I get to ha I get to hang out on the end of the week Zoom now because I'm doing a show mm -hmm. with them, which is kind of like fucking fun. I'm not gonna lie, because next man's took me on this fucking tour of like just going walking around New York City on cam. And yo, the amount of graffiti's and stickers, mm -hmm. and arts, mm -hmm. like dude, like I thought Montreal had. Sh no, my guy, I got put to shame in my humbleness. I haven't said Montreal. Oh. Not and not since I saw that it was so fucking. Yo, they had an MF Doom Bernie meme. I already stickered up. I'm like, that's relevant and fresh, right? Like it was like it was like the day out, two days later or something. It was relevant and fresh. But there's still, more appreciation, bro. I'm telling you, there's more appreciation for the culture worldwide than over here. Bro. I don't know what it is over here, bro. But edu education. I, I Paris, bro. I'm telling you, my guy, it's always gonna stem down to education because you know people. No, I, I, I'm gonna have to disagree with that, you know what I'm saying, respectfully, because a lot of times, you know, because I'm in Paris, bro, like in uh, 2000, and, um, I think it was like two years ago, whatever, but I was out there, bro, and they don't understand, like, I understand they got French hip hop, but before there was French hip hop, bro, it was strictly American hip hop. Mm. And, you know, they have they have an appreciation for the coach over there, bro. Like, we used to have some before, like, back in my time when I was coming up, we used to have some. But what does appreciation for the culture mean to you? Let's 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 because that's an interesting term. What is it? I just don't know what it means to you. For me, it's it's it's, it's, to, it's to actually live the culture and celebrate it. Live it and celebrate it. You know what I mean? Like every day is you celebrating hip hop culture. To me, it's like okay, I feel you know that hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Like okay, hip hop I... is not just music. Music is the expression form of hip hop. But there's so many intricacies and details that come with it like you see how they come up with all kinds of slang in new york they Yo, got their own slang so like the march we had a couple of slangs back in the day but that shit died out now because there's no more appreciation bro but i feel like there could be more appreciation and that's why i'm doing what i'm doing i wouldn't be doing this if i didn't believe this would spark some kind of a significant and meaningful change bro this is why i fuck with you so heavy but like that's the main thing right there because first of all 
this is not just for Montreal. I, I'm talking to guys in New York wearing a Montreal hat every time. I, that's on purpose, my guy. This is on purpose. So that yeah. when you see the Iron Solomon or the Poison Pan clip, yo, I actually feel like I had a meaningful conversation about Poison Pan about how dope he is, you know? And like, yeah. that's a Montreal thing he's too underrated. now. He's mad underrated, definitely. Big facts. He's a legend. And we were trying to convince him of that on camera. It was crazy to be sitting there trying to convince Poison Pan. I think he's actually a legend. <laughs> I think he low-key knows it, but he don't know it enough, though. But it's also like, check it, like Golden Jenny knows who you are now. I that's some Norway shit. Maybe she fucking pushes your shit there now, right? Ismail, Ismail seriously says in a comment, to to in response to Golden Jenny, I lived in Montreal since 2012 and I knew nothing about Montreal hip hop till this show, and now he's a huge fan of the culture. My boy James, he grabbed my playlist for his first stream, and he's like. Dude, this is all fucking dope, my guy. You're curating. And I'm like, I'm a curator. Hey, let me ask you. I was meaning to ask you. Am I did I make that playlist, bro? Uh you're on the bamboo twig song for sure. Uh hey, that's all I need. That's all I need. I don't know about yourself directly, but to be fair, it as is long like as I'm in there. it is not you know, that song magic is my new shit drop. Listen, I don't care too far for my old shit. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. I appreciate the classic, I appreciate the timelessness and all that. But my new shit. When I drop it, anyways, I'm gonna let you decide whether you want to put no, it. No, I'm gonna place. do it. It's it's like, honestly, dude, it's been like this, man. I am not. I don't have a lot of time to sit there and do what I would love to do with this fucking list. If I had all the time in the world, so I listen to people as I interview them, and then I listen to, and so it's just like that's my life. And then I try to squeeze in a one, two. Okay, I'll listen to your shit here. But then it's like, you know, so like this list isn't as very, that's why you don't see me really pushing it. It's just nah, what I, it's what I play on my Among Us game. This is my Among And then, you know what? It lets me collect a bunch of dope ass Montreal music so that when I play Among Us with my peoples on Thursdays, which is what we do, because Among Us is fun. I don't care what anyone says. You should play Among Us. It's free and it's fun. Well, come on, guys. Anyway, so we're doing this live on the internet, and we play a Montreal hip-hop the whole time. And yo, that Magic song? Fuck, dude. I never get tired of hearing it. That Bro, little, that little like, line where you let him splash up your voice and go saucy, that one lyric, that's my favorite part of the whole song. Listen, <laughs> yo, listen, man. I love the fact that you love your culture. You love where you come from. You're proud of where you come from. And you push that shit all day, bro. You push that line all day. And that, that to me is, is is a courage that a lot of people don't have. It's a courage to be free and be yourself and just like what you like. And you know what I'm saying? I see a story sometimes on Facebook and you got the weird songs in the background and you doing that shit. Yo, I'm like, yo, you know enjoying what? this life. Yo, but like on a data front, my guy? I get more like interactions of a certain gender by playing a Drake song and I didn't make the rules. The data yeah, made the, the rules. The algorithm, you know what I mean? And here's what happened. I talked to Don Smooth, right? Now I would argue that Don Smooth knows a lot of things about a lot of things. And he was like, watch the ladies. Just watch the ladies. So I started I have now I'm playing among us to some girls on the stream. My lady's one of them. So the new move is as I play the Montreal shit, I'm going to watch the ladies and see whose head starts popping or what. And now I'm going to know what the fuck is hot. Right? That's it. That's the little moves that I'm learning now. So it's like, because, yo, that, we need to know uh, us, like in our age group, what 20-year-old has magic. 
You know, like what you do at Bamboo, yo, I think Bamboo Twigs is one of the illest right now, but you knew that years ago. Say that. He is. Yo, I say it all the time. I fucks with Bamboo Twigs heavy. Hey, hey, have, you, have, you check, have you checked out his new video? Not yet, but uh, mm, which one? Which one is his new one? I, um, what's it called again? Um, I don't believe you. I don't know. I saw, he showed hella growth on that one. The artist. I heard the last project. I don't know if I saw the last video, but I heard the last album. I know I saw the one where he was in white and he was like cold hard staring the whole fucking time and like just like I'm like, yo, you you were like dead eyed me the whole video. I fucking loved it. He's yo, I interviewed him, right? So like I really got a chance to talk to him. And he is like he is like not expressive with his face or words a lot, which is crazy for how expressive he is on the art. Yo, he's so smart. He's one of the smartest kids. He was like, "Yo, why, why are you not worried about women?" And I'm like, "Yo, he's smarter than me." <laughs> and I was like, "You know, like, uh, yo, the next generation, you know, he they ain't nothing to play with. The right ones." And I agree with everything you just said. Bamboo is one of them ones, bro. Yeah, I saw that. He's, he's there's a bunch of them though, like, and that's what I'm realizing. And, and if you go younger. They have nothing better to do right now but make friends with each other. Bro, they networking game is off the chain. Bro, I saw this 13-year-old. This is no lie, bro. I'm coming out of Duck Court. I don't know if anybody out there knows Duck Court, right? Mm. I'm walking out of Duck Court. I see this little 13-year-old in the elevator. I'm like, yo, what's up? He's like, yo, I'm a rapper. <laughs> little 13-year-old. I said, what's your rapper name? He's like, little TJ. I said, hey, man, what's your Instagram? He gave me his Instagram, bro. But they on some weird shit. I ain't gonna lie. They, 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 they also, you know, saying they ain't they ain't really figure out their identity yet. So you know, what I'm saying I guess they growing and learning whatever. But just the fact that I'm checking out his Instagram, he got this much followers. He's got a live going on on a regular basis where he's performing, and it's just like yo, bro, their whole game, their whole their whole work ethic is is is, is way more advanced than everybody. See? Yeah, that's crazy. it. Like my dude is telling me about how he works with kids, and they got like real TikTok audiences like right. numbers we would die for kind of thing and they don't even care they're just like yeah it's whatever like i work with this girl and she told me how she raised the page to sixty thousand followers and sold it and it was nothing to her i'm like do you know what you just said to me like do you know she didn't know what she said to me like i'm like yo yo, yo we gotta tell the bosses about that shit. that's how good that is you know like um no, like these youth are, are really good. And also they don't think like we think is what I'm realizing. Um, so like, here's what I, I'm trying to, I, cause I'm trying to figure out how to like break all this shit into like a course. Like how can I make a course out of this? So a big breakthrough for me was if I had no money and I was 19, what would I do right now? And you have to like start saying that to your soul because you have money and you can make better choices. But if you can figure out what you would do with no money, half your obstacles will go away and you just have more money which right. is probably a really smart choice and i started That's trying to it. simplify my life because i'm so complicated i actually overspent by a good 500 dollars to start my podcast life easily let me say this right just to champion what you're saying you know there's no more creativity in the videos i noticed that in montreal especially you know they spent so much money on the production and on the rental of the vehicles and the women and the chains and the gold and the jewelry and the this and the that, that the creativity is lacking, you know? And they tend to forget that 
you know, all it takes is that million dollar idea, bro. You know, just that million dollar idea, that concept that you bring into fruition, it don't need much money. All you need is that idea, something that the people gonna relate to and that they will play and share because the greatest promotion on earth, my brother, is word of mouth, man. Yo, it's you know big facts. I actually did, I had an accidentally good video idea. Um, mm. I filmed a bunch of graffiti around NDG and we got 40 to 50 of them. And it's, so the whole way through the video, it cuts the graffiti. It has my best watch time of all my music videos. Why? Wow. Because the graffiti was actually kind of hot. Well, the, actually, the other one did well because it was a good song. But that shit was because of the video. And I know it was yeah. because people are like, yo, that's a lot of art in NDG right there like that like that's just there and it is if you've never walked around ndg this shit's got and it's not the only borough look around you're gonna see thousands i started looking for it outside after i was like looking for it yo you can go almost anywhere that's not like super rich we'll say and it's covered in gorgeous fucking art it's amazing what's in this city you know we don't see it because we never look for it yeah i would say dg probably the richest in the there's a couple places that compete. Like, I was up by, like, fucking... I don't know what part of town it is, but, like... Fuck. North of Rosemont, but, like, the north part of Rosemont. That part, like, there's just this sector. It was just fucking littered with art. Like, the, the more hipster parts of town are doing pretty fucking great on that front. Because it's, like, cool, right? So, they, they all these buildings commission the art. Like, it's all commissioned. Like, some of it's not, but most of this was commissioned. Somebody paid for this fucking art. And like made it happen in this city like it's actually kind of cool if you think about it but nobody talks about that like what's the if we're talking about hip-hop when was the last time we all gave love to our graffiti artists do y'all know about monkey this dude fucking sprays like crazy i don't I know him that it. well but yeah, he's so he, he does he's so good he's an insane freestyler but like i couldn't tell you one other fucking graffiti artist in the city if i'm being truthful with you that's probably a problem. I should probably rectify that if I really want to talk Montreal hip-hop. I know DJs. I know rappers. I even know B-Boys. I don't know a single fucking graffiti artist right now. I know a few graffiti artists, you know. I know a few Euro painters, you know what I mean? That shit's fire to me. It's a beautiful Absolutely. part. Of, it's just another part of the culture that, like, if we're talking about all the amazing stuff here, that because you know, we gotta also talk about the amazing stuff. Also, there's some cool DJ shit. DJs is lit right now. I don't know if you knew the DJs is on Twitch organizing and really like pulling shit off. That's yeah, I know that. I know that. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna also say that DJs to me, anyway, I know what you mean. Like in general, they weren't always celebrated, but to me, DJs were always the shit, bro. Like. That's the backbone, like, you know, that's how that's how the culture started with the DJ. So yeah, bro. The DJ's always been the man, bro, to me. You know, my brother my older brother taught me how to DJ and beatbox and break dance. Mm. You know, that's my older brother. He put me on a hip hop early. So he was a DJ and a break dancer. So yeah, DJ, you gotta give it up for the DJ, man. It took me you a know? long time to learn that though. Cause yo, I come from that era where you're like twelve years old and Eminem just took over, right? That's me. Nice. So I'm like, hi, my name is... Macau's a little bit later than that. I think it was like Real Slim Shady or whatever. Next album. Anyway, by Eminem show, I had them all. And I'm like memorizing that shit. So it was like, whatever, Dre's cool, but yo, it's all about me. And that, then the rest of my rap career was that, right? When, has it, when was it really ever not very MC rapper centric from that whole point onwards? And I'm 33. 
Yo, that's funny you say that. I just never thought of it like that, though. It's crazy how usually, like, in the beginning of hip-hop, the MC used to big up the DJ, like, you know what I mean? Like, PG Rock and DJ Polo and Raw Bass and DJ Easy Rock. And Big facts. Fresh Prince, uh, DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Nowadays, it's just like, you know, whatever. And then when you're talking about Eminem, he actually would shout out DJ, but he, he would shout him out where it's like, yo, oh, Dr. Dre, don't worry about him. He locked in my basement with his head cut off and things of that nature. So I'm like, yo. I understand that's part of his whole, you know, personality. Whole, like to give M credit, he's actually a guy who constantly gives the shoutouts. But that's a fact. That's a fact. I gotta give it up to him for that. He always pick up the legends. Like I heard a, like I, I, rap god I know intimately because I performed that shit at Just for Laughs through fucking hip hop karaoke. Got me to Just for Laughs as a real thing that happened. I did rap god at Just for Laughs in front of a bunch of old white people. It was fucking crazy, awesome. Highlight of my life, honestly, up there. But when I had to really, so the first time I did that song, I hadn't started doing the classic album reviews, and I missed like half the bars. I didn't know half the shit. I didn't know what a pack in the back in the back of the act was yet, because I hadn't got to that pun album and shit. But then I realized, Rap God is him shouting out the entire culture. It's a fact. So when you when you hear the Dax version where he shouts himself out and does tricky shit, you're like, nah, this doesn't feel right. At least, nah, this doesn't feel nice. This isn't right. This doesn't feel snug to me. And the way that, like, the Eminem song gets you to Google shit if you take the time to listen to it. If you care for the culture like you do, you know what I'm saying? I used to do the same thing. Like I said, when I had those two albums locked up with me and Juvie, man, let me tell you something, bro. I used to write their lyrics down, bro. I used mm. to, you know, Sell them to the French kids and shit. But writing these lyrics down made me want to not Google. There was no Google back then, but I had a dictionary next to me, believe it or not. Ain't shit else to do in the fucking juvie, bro. But studying, keep your mind busy. So I would write these rhymes, listen to the fucking, in the Walkman, I would listen to these rhymes, write this shit down. Whenever there's a word I didn't understand, I had a dictionary next to me. And I would just look up what it meant. And bro, believe it or not, that shit fucking educated me to a certain extent back then, bro. It's like, you know, but that's for people who care for the shit. I don't know too many people who do shit like that, like that actually research mm. shit like that. Not in Montreal. I know, I know a whole lot state. of people in Montreal who do it. They're just afraid of You people. know a lot of people in Montreal that do that? Kind of, yeah, because I'm socially oh, awkward. So uh, well, got to understand, I rule in a different world, right? I'm like the right. opposite. I'm the guy right. that likes sitting in front of a computer talking to people and hibernating in my room with like two strangers and shit. So all the people it's like me... Yeah, we're geeks about this shit. We're like, I like that so much. But the truth is, it's on some validation shit. Like we're trying so hard to like get our past, so to speak, that we like study so hard, and then we go so deep into weird underground shit that we kind of hurt ourselves yeah. a little bit. No, no, no. But you have to understand. You have to understand how much people like me appreciate that and respect that so deeply because but, that's what we have. But basically, to, I'm trying to like collect those people. I, I realized that the issue was is that most of us are so busy and distracted that we mm -hmm. are literally not talking to each other because unfortunately, try Googling, try finding it. Like it's kind of hard, right? So I used to be Mr. Whiny Wanker. And then I realized along the way that if you want to complain about something, you best be part of the fucking solution. Right. 
and I think I've reached a point where I can say that I have dedicated my life to solutioning some of these problems at this point. So I'm really trying here to make a difference with some of it. But that also means that you we all have to acknowledge of all generations that all the things we want exist here. We just have to find them. Yo, I was like kind of complaining about Montreal and New York guys and like, shut the fuck up. Go find them. It was basically what was told to me because they don't like complaining like that. And I learned that. You can't just complain like that. So I'm sitting here and I'm like, listen, man, meticulous is ridiculous. I don't know if you know meticulous, but meticulous. Oh, hold, is on, hold on, let's let's let's. If you go listen, man, you can Google meticulous. <laughs> nah, what I want to say is this, bro, because I'm not like I said, bro. I'm not the type of person to toot my own horn, but it's like, bro, if I stay silent my whole life, I'm never gonna get my props, bro. But if you look at a lot of my earlier videos and you take the focus off of me, man, and you look in the background, you see a lot of familiar faces, my brother. That's dope. You know what I'm saying? Meticulous is in Montreal Anthem, bro. That's dope. I didn't know that. He's in that video. I don't know. So I feel like, you know, like, like when I was saying, like, I inspired a lot of niggas, I feel like he's one of them, bro. And I just feel like, you know what I'm saying? I ain't trying to start no shit. I love Meticulous, bro. I love all, I love everybody. If you keep, keep I it love Meticulous, too. He's been hooking me up with free I love beats. everybody, bro. But you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, come on, G. You know what I'm saying? Respect me, my nigga. That's all I'm saying. Salute me and respect me when you see me, my G. That's not thing. just for Meticulous. That's, that's not just for Meticulous. That's everybody. I'm talking, I'm talking to the whole city, bro. But we're going to. You gonna... know what I'm saying? Because a lot of this shit, I feel like I, 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 I. Trailblazed a lot, bro. I trailblazed a lot for the English side, bro. I don't know too many people who was doing it before me, bro. And people I don't, don't really so, me, bro. But that's where like I come into the equation. Honestly. That's why I fucks with you so heavy, because, bro. You're a historian, man. Because like listen, I mean, I know that there are some people who did things before you in the timeline, but I also recognize that you did a lot in the timeline. I'm saying, bro. I'm saying. Like, you got fuck, like, that Montreal shit. anthem shit onto Music Plus, right? If I'm not mistaken. Bro, bro say that, man. Say that, bro. I know that because you know, of KB. Like, back then. Because I have you know, to, then, to give him his no credit, KB huh? definitely gave you flowers. I salute that. I salute that. I really salute that because it was a time and time. It was a moment in time. When KB was kind of shitting on your boy like that in public, so it feels good for him to come back to his senses and be like, yo, that's that dude, bro, in real life, you know what I'm saying? And I love KB, you know what I'm saying? Regardless of whom and what, those are all my people, bro. For real, I don't want to be misunderstood and, you know what I'm saying, Mis misunderstood. I want to be misunderstood. I want to make it. I'm not going to lie, dude. If you were to judge me on my past, I talk shit about a lot of people that I would hope would not hold me to that today. And we can all move past that because it is the only way forward. My only thing is this, right? My only thing is this, is that when we grow up as men and we get a little bit older, it's okay to start acting like men, bro. Hmm. It's okay, bro. Like when I fuck up personally, when I fuck up, and I come and I bring and it's brought to my attention. I'm man enough to say, yo, you know what? That's my bad, bro. I fucked up. I was young. I was stupid. But I you think we're learning that shit though. Again, as a culture. Yo, I so because that's a part of that's a part of the whole that's like, a part of being an artist, bro. That's a part of being a man, bro, in general, bro. You know what I mean? So here's the thing. So I, I just wanna I just wanna be clear. I just wanna be clear about one thing because I feel like, you know what I'm saying, it might be misunderstood, but I wanna be clear that 
you know, I put some names out there. That was not my intention. You know, niggas like, you know, my brother like Meticulous, my brother's like KB. Everybody, I love all them cats, you know what I'm saying? I love them all, but I just feel like, yo, listen, man, you know, like I should be, I should be, matter of fact, I shouldn't do nothing. I just want, I just want the culture to live, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, you know, I think it's a legitimate feeling, my guy. Like, here's the thing. I'm not in it like you, but I'm eight years deep. I've done a couple of interesting things here and there. And people possibly still to this day don't even know I have songs out. Like, I put out music and, like, it's like, you know, nobody gives a shit. So, like, I can't say I fully empathize, but I'm in the ballpark of understanding what the fuck you're talking about. People, I hit up somebody recently. To say, yo, I think you're a significant part of the culture. Can I do an interview? And he's like, you do media? I'm like, you couldn't have fucking taken five seconds to do the clicky clicks? Like, come on. You know, like, that was my, you know what, whatever. It is what it is, man. I put in all this work now, and five clicks, my guy, come the fuck on. You know, like, but what's the point? You know, that's how I feel about it. Now, when it comes to you, I understand your feeling. But then we come into a new situation where... There are a lot of people that just didn't know. And you know what? Maybe people didn't even yeah. know you felt like that. Maybe they did. Maybe they didn't. Nah, but because, because, because this is what happened, my bro. And I'm going to keep it all the way real with you. And I don't want to go into this fucking... Like, I don't want to... Like, again, it's not about trying to have drama. But, like, if we spin this in a way where you're telling me that there's a lesson to be learned and we can resolve it, you know, then I'm fucking cool talking about anything. I'm not here to yeah, put shade or dirt on things. I fucks with Meticulous and I fucks with KB because they've been good to me. I have no beefs with anybody, you know? I ain't got no beef with nobody, you know what I'm saying? And like I said, I wanted to, that's why I wanted to make it clear that I love them brothers, but it just feels like, you know what I'm saying? Listen, I'm gonna I'm a, I'm a tell you a little quick, I'm gonna I'm 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 just skim over a quick story because I don't want to get deep into that story because it's old news, but it must be talked about. It must be said on a certain platform because it's part of essential and vital Montreal history, if you ask me, all right? We are asking you. So here it is, right? You know, I was the hottest. At a certain point, I was the hottest, bro. On the English side, I don't know about the French side, but on a certain when the, when when put it in the airdrop, and that other feature I did with a Kappa, shout out to shout out to a Kappa and the whole DG music, real ones in the fucking game, bro. It's a shame I don't see them no more, but I hope to see them drop some music soon or something because I love them brothers. But once I dropped those two joints and, and, I, and I was on fire, I was the hottest, bro. So then out of nowhere, you know, God bless the dead, this guy BNB, right? It was a little, it was a little bit of friction between us, right? Before he died. So, you know, when that friction happened, I felt like, a lot of people chose sides, bro. They chose sides not because they knew the story, not because they were tighter with one person more than they were with other, and maybe some were tight with one more than the other. But I don't care for personal feelings. I care about people choosing sides for the fucking wrong reason. From my perspective, I feel like because BNB was put in a position where he was, giving movie roles out to certain cats. And it seemed like he was on his way to stardom. I feel like a lot of cats 
bought the Kool-Aid or, or, or believed in that shit and jumped on the bandwagon and kind of started dissing me and looking at me funny, G. So when I seen that happen, I played my part. I stayed quiet. I let people run with whatever narrative they want to run with. You know what I mean? And uh, I kept it. I kept it cool this whole time, bro. But now that the brother died, and they're all like sheep without shepherd, because this is the way I see. I'm just keeping it real. I'm, 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 I'm telling you how I see it, how I see the whole thing, right? Now that I see them all like sheep without shepherd, the brother died. Now I feel like now that the dust is settled, the smoke is clearing a little bit, and light is being shed on what's really real and i just happen to be a part of what's really real i feel like now you know now it's like okay i see a couple of cats be like oh they're not giving me that weird attitude no more but yo listen to me man i don't forget nothing bro you know what i'm saying i don't forget shit. so all them people that acted weird with me you know what I'm saying? And I include everybody. As much as I love everybody I name, I go for everybody, man, who started acting funny on me. And y'all know who y'all is, man. And y'all can see me based on anything because I'm still me. You understand? And I still want to keep this a respectable conversation and I still want to keep it lovey-dovey and all this stuff. But at the same time, I got to keep it real because... When that whole thing went down, I seen a lot of groupy ass people riding a next man's job. And 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 and, and throwing me and throwing me side looks and, and and acting funny with me based on that. But now that they brother's dead, I, I I don't see that no more. Where's all the where's all the attitude and where's all the funny side looks and where's all the disrespect now? So my whole point is when I say shit like that is because I seen people turn before my very eyes and I seen that, you know what I'm saying, people are very, 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 you know, switch sidey. They switch sides and shit. They're flippy floppy. You know what I'm saying? So when I see that and I see that people ain't solid, it's like, yo, listen, man, come on, bro. You can't you can't deny, you can't deny what I did, bro. You know what I'm saying? Especially when you was in a video or when you was in a song or when I put you somewhere or when I showed you love. And then when when somebody feel like he got a movie role for you or whatever the fuck you think you got for you, you want to act funny with me, my G? That's cool. That's all love. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, like I said, my love always came from outside the city, bro. So I just wanted to clarify that and to say that it's not necessarily people that never knew about me. These are, I'm speaking about particularly and specifically the people that did know about me and then trying to show hate based on because i had a friction with another so-called artist you understand what i mean so that's i just wanted to make that clear no i definitely appreciate you sharing it like look there are some parts of this story that i'm aware of that are like i don't know how the fuck that's ever going to come up and not a lot of people are going to talk about I don't it know how that's going to come up but it got to come out of it i mean like i want like it to be like i got like you know i can there's some stuff that i know of because i know some people like i know somebody who owned club koi at one point and you know like i know a couple of people who've told me a couple of things and i'm like okay 
okay okay i don't know if i want to talk about that this time you know in terms of like where it really got with that world but like i realized that like people are dancing around some of this stuff for sure and it makes sense and i don't mean it like again problematically like listen we want to talk about people for the culture right now i would include meticulous heavy on that list that guy is very helpful that guy's a super big contributor today on the other hand memories are long everyone and people sometimes do act flippy floppy and sometimes people commit to things and they see things and they get distracted and they might be have ideals and then they, they they get blinded by ambitions and yo when i was young i made all the terrible choices you could think of you know like i was very not smart so like i think it's always worth having a conversation that's uncomfortable here and there because anyone what well, yo because again it's the youth man the youth look man our egos are what they are i could tell you a million stories about dumb shit i did if it'll help a young person be a little smarter is my opinion on it some of that shit gets complicated but like listen i don't i don't really think those people that you named are going to be mad if they are whatever we can talk after i suppose but like at the end of the day we're all kind of martyring ourselves with our stories in an effort to show people of the future what actually happened because otherwise yo we can't learn from the mistakes and we can't optimize the process and we can't like do it if people don't know like i don't even know i know so very little about bad news brown okay i don't know anything about him i know his legacy i found his tribute album the other day we discovered that but like i don't know anything really my point exactly my good sir i feel this is my and i don't want to get too deep once again but i'm gonna just say my personal opinion i feel like he was a puppet for who i don't want to get into that i feel like he was a puppet and i feel like um how is it that everybody knows about not everybody but some not even that's my whole my whole point is if you're such a great you know they're trying to make him they're trying to paint him out as you know Biggie Smalls and the Tupac of Montreal. But if that's the case, how come you never heard of him, bro? Um, how come? How come so many people never heard about him? So I do. Bro? I do know a lot of people that I heard about him, and yeah, and like he did have apparently some reputation with like enough to get a wiki page. That's not an easy thing to do. I looked into getting a wiki page recently. Actually, to have a wiki page is not easy. Um, you know, he had, you know he had agents and he had industry. You know, he, he was in the, he was connected in the industry, right? He had an agent. You know what I'm saying? He was an he's an industry guy. And first of all, he was a he was um he was a, a harmonica player. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, that's a different that's a different that's a different lane. You know what I'm saying? But when it comes to this hip hop shit, it's like, bro, this is my lane, bro. And it's like, you know, if we're gonna do if we're gonna do a clash. If we're gonna do a rap battle, if we're gonna compete, I'm all for it. You know what I'm saying? I'm all for the culture. But if you wanna, you know, you wanna slander me, man, bro. You wanna slander me, and you wanna turn people against me, and people is actually stupid enough to follow your lead, and then you die, bro, and then everybody looks stupid, bro. That's like, come on, my G. You know what I'm saying? It's like, bro, you're not, you're not, you know what I'm saying? And I'm, I'm not, I'm not a petty brother. But I'm just saying it's like, yo, listen, if you was my enemy while you was living, you my enemy of death, bro. You know what I'm saying? And I never changed that. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, it wasn't supposed to be like that. It was supposed if he would have been, 
if it would have been a more a more coach if, if it would have been about the culture more we would have had a clash a battle you know what i'm saying and the city would have ate off of that Mobato right. vibes cartel nas jay-z you name it bro it would have been it would have been big for montreal you know what i'm saying but he chose to go on the radio. He chose to do a bunch of sucker shit, to be 100% honest with you, bro. And um, I just ate it like a man, bro. It's whatever, bro. You know what I'm saying? I've been through worse. It ain't nothing. But to see the way people was acting funny, is like, oh, okay, I see how y'all is. You know what I'm saying? Y'all some weirdos, bro. Y'all some group, male groupies, bro. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I definitely get it. I mean, I am not in a position to know. So, like... Facts, facts. But my whole my whole point for saying that is that it's it should always be about the culture, bro. It's not about me. It's but not but about. That's why, this like, why I'm also like okay with you telling your part of the story because at the end of the day, what people are gonna have to come to realize is there's a lot of stories. Somebody commented. Man, somebody commented on one of the YouTube videos already saying this guy wasn't as significant as he claimed one time, and I'm like, maybe so. But in my head, okay. I'm also going. That's his story, though, right? Like, how am I going to tell the guy his story is not what it is? How am I going to tell him that the biggest moments of his life are not the biggest moments of his life? Yo, tell these, tell these people to, 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 to name one person who was bumping bigger than me, bro. Just tell them that, bro. No, be to be fair, though, nobody's acting. I haven't encountered this attitude, like, whatever. Now, has your name come up a lot? It might have, actually. And I just Listen. didn't register it. That is possible. So, now you gotta keep in mind this is probably 12 years ago my bro, my bro this is probably mm. 10 11 years ago you know what i'm saying so it's like a lot of these people don't know the story but the thing about it is that he always told his side of the story on multiple radio stations including don smooth and i don't know if it was don smooth or if it was the other guy but i know he was on that station and he said his side of the story and everybody heard his side of the story i never got to tell my side of the story unless people heard it through the music that i've been dropping here and there and i didn't even drop much of it this is probably the official platform where I'm actually opening up a little bit more than usually about this. So this is my side of the story. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, I don't care what these people saying. They heard their, his side of the story. Well, this is that, mine. That's all we're doing digging, here. Like, and I'm not even digging deep into my side of the story. I'm just surfacing over. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate that, though. Like, because, yeah, I would rather vet any deeping before we talk live. <laughs> um, but, like, uh, in general, for me, it's like, like, how do you one day i would like to write some book or something that is the story of montreal and there are probably parts of that story that there are going to be people that might not like what gets said and um i'm aware of that like i'm super aware of that and i'm like but we're not at that phase yet this is the research part right like everybody has a truth if i've learned anything from young people i'm basically you're here telling your truth who am I to say what your truth is? Other people can dispute that shit all they want. Other people can get offended all that they want. That won't change the fact that it's your truth. And if they want to come and speak their truth in a respectful way, they can absolutely count. I don't want to turn this into some fucking petty back and forth beef. This guy said that yeah, shit yeah. either because that's not going to yeah. happen here. But if you part of your story is and this happened, then that's fucking yeah. acceptable. Asher Man yeah. is a guy who is dropping shit so early in the game that it would be weird if like there was nothing being said in my opinion at all ever but to be yeah. fair there's nobody talks about d shade in them and nobody talks about a lot of people i act like a lot of things haven't happened and maybe that's why i'm like nobody knows i don't know because i don't know 
I only I'm did. Well, Montreal is a hating ass city. And Let's go with like was or is transitioning away from. Because I'm telling you, the youth is not the same. So we can't keep saying is. We have to change That's, the language. Because right. if you're we right, don't you're you're change right. the language, we condemn the youth. You're right. You're right. Let me take that back. You know what I'm saying? It's definitely saying. It's definitely saying. But the way we came up, it was very, very hateful. And it's like, yo, even if this guy's shining, let's just try to equip him as much as possible because we're, we're afraid of what he's capable of. That's what it was, bro. You know what I'm saying? And I'm going to, listen, man, I'm going to keep it all the way real, bro. I'm going to keep it all the way real. I, I don't know how to be fake. And I hate the, I don't want to be the person to stir up shit, but, bro, I got to keep it real because I don't know how else not to be. I hear you. But, let me just double think this. Like, yeah, you know, double think. Let me, let me, good. let me, let me say, let me say this. First and foremost, cats like that, bro, is they were hating too, bro. They were all hating, bro. You know what I'm saying? And we came in the game, young bucks, young bucks, looking up at these cats like, yo, D Shade. I'm, like, yo, I'm not, I may not be a fan, but I know who you are, bro. Like, hey, some of you, I seen you on TV, and cats really don't. I don't know what it is, bro. I don't know what it is, but it's not there. It's not there. They don't show no love, bro. And and they know my pedigree. They know what I'm capable of. And it's like, bro, it's like, come on, bro. You know what I'm saying? It's like, my whole thing is this, right? If I'm doubt, if I'm doubting myself in my own craft, if I, I'm a young artist coming up, I doubted myself. I'm not 100% confident. I'm, I'm, I'm doubting myself. I'm not 100% confident in my staff. And I meet an established artist. Mm. Bro, it's your duty, my G, to pass the torch. If the kid is whack, cool. You ain't got to break him down, though. You could just say, yo, this is where, yo, nice, but this is where you need improvement. This is how I teach, that's how I work with you, man. Yo, you nice, but this is how you, but bro, these cats, these older cats, when you came in, they wasn't even on none of that, bro. It was just on some, yo, you, you barely exist. You know what I'm saying? Yo, I I feel like I like what you're saying, too, because, like, part of what I'm trying to do in terms of, like, my cypher, too, is I have to think about some things. Some some attitudes might appear in this, this, like, that I don't like. You know, it is what it is. I don't like all the attitudes in Um, hip-hop. There are multiple spheres. Like, listen, one of the biggest problems... I'll I'll tell you a story that fucked up my career for a year. Me and my dude uh, were involved in a show. And I'm on the flyer, alright? So this is big news, Bears, my guy. I can finally get people from work and shit to show up to some shit or whatever, you know? Maybe it wasn't the one I'm on the flyer. It's one of those ones still, whatever. We come on through, um, and I got 10 of my colleagues to show up, dude. 10 of them. Colleagues. Like, yo, that's impossible. And within 30 minutes of being there, this fight breaks out. As some guy throws a drink in a girl's face. And then a literal brawl breaks out in front of the show. And I don't know about this because I'm the host. So I'm inside the whole night. Fucking trying to hold it down. And then I find out all this after. And then my colleagues went back to work and told everybody. And nobody came to a single performance I did for over a year. Until it was... Until it got around that my my shows were safe again and that I was making smarter choices with my venues and I'm like wow that was a huge and I try to tell people it has happened to me and nobody like fucking listens to a damn thing I'm like you're not hearing what I'm saying my guy 
Because if you really listen to what I said, is a lot of people who work in a place that make a lot of money were terrified to go to the fucking place where the fight broke out. And here's the thing. I'm scared to go to the place where the fight... I know. I know. I'm supposed to be in hip-hop. Mr. Tough Guy Mom. I can't fucking fight my guy. I don't want to be a mob boss in the back with goons. I don't want to have to fight. Like, these are different fucking paths in life, okay? If I have to, sure, I'll throw an elbow, I guess. I don't fucking know. Muscle and there's the brains. You know what I'm saying? But they... I don't want to necessarily have to go to a place where my health is harmed by a physical altercation if I don't have to, right? Of course not. So I can just create that vibe, you know? And that that's like, another, is that any less hip-hop? I don't think it's less hip-hop. I think it's like, yo, what's up, Willie? Willie Scandals is up in here. Um, Any less hip-hop? I don't think it is. I think, uh, sure, Bow raps a whole thing. Discount raps a whole thing. But like, like that's my whole thing. If people feel a certain, bro, this is my thing when I talk about living out the culture, bro. People should appreciate the culture more. If we, if this, if this is why Montreal never goes anywhere as far as hip hop is because we're never been nowhere. I like it. I was gonna say it, but you did it yourself. Right, right, right. Yeah, I got, I got. So you know the reason why I never been nowhere because we can't even agree on. This is the culture. Like anywhere else in the world that blew up, you know what I'm saying? They had an it was an agreement. Even if it wasn't a verbal one, even if it was just subconscious agreement that yo, we have a general consensus of what is dope. Mm. And if that's dope, then yo, we all gotta get behind it and push it worldwide. That's what makes every place blow up. Over here, people can't even have enough confidence in themselves to say or couldn't have confidence within themselves to say yo this is dope even if it ain't me this is dope mm. let's push that so i guess you know, and I feel, I feel like i'm a dope ass artist bro but it's nothing stopping me from bigging up bamboo and when he drops his video i share his shit. he's not in no way shape or form affiliated to my company in no way whatsoever, my brother. Yo, but he's dope. I can't help it. I share bamboo shit too. He's just fucking dope. He's dope, bro. And it pushes the culture forward. More people need to hear this, right? That's how I feel. Why, 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 well, why could exactly? Then why can't more people do that though? That's my whole beef with you know what I'm saying. And as much as I love everybody, that's I mean, my. I got answers for that because yo, I did four years of album reviews, so I got a little bit insight into fandoms and shit. Um, mm. yo, people want what they like. At the end of the day. So it's all this like democratic game. Like you think I'm not playing a game to create the world I want. That's exactly what I'm doing. I'm trying to convince people that maybe there's more economics in the direction I want things to go via good business tactics. And this is the strategic elements I'm using to make my place. But I'm also trying to listen to people. You know what my girlfriend told me? She wants to have fun at a show and dance. I'm like, that's smart. It took me a long time to get, yo, years of living with her before I, I really listened to what that meant and why she listened to Iggy Azalea as her favorite rapper. Why? Iggy's fun. I don't like her music. Is she less fun because I don't like her? No, she is fun. If you really think about it, it's stupid, but it's fun. If you really want to break it down, bro, hip-hop, the word and term hip-hop, actually started off as a slang for fun yep or dope ass party or you know like that shit was lit 
Yo, that shit was hip-hop. Yo, you went to the party last night? Yo, that shit was hip-hop, bro. Mm. So, that's what it's all about. The culture is all about having fun and dialogue and growing. and You know, that's what it's about, man. So that's why... All this hate, all this... Yeah, man. If we focus, but that's why we have to focus on that. So, like, I want all Mm -hmm. the stuff I do to be focused on. Like, yo, people seem to find these chats fun. Otherwise, we wouldn't be doing this for this long. I mean, Mm. I don't care if it's the best numbers. I see knowledge nuggets coming through. Golden Jenny's still there. Ismail's still there. Ismail, these people are here for hours now, guy. Listening to us, and that's why I know that yo, it doesn't matter. And this is gonna be on YouTube after. I like you know what my editing process is cut out the coughs or the part where I fucking sound dumb blanking out cut that shit out Chris the rest of it stays in yo why because it's fucking live I can't edit this really this is what it is gonna be up for 60 days here fully unedited that's the truth that's this is why it's so beautiful because at the end of the day like you said it's not about nothing else but documenting it bro it's not to stir no shit up. It's not to cause no mm. drama. It's not for nothing but to document this shit. Like, the reason why I do everything is so that, yo, listen, man. Hopefully, and this is what all men should really be about is 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 to leave a better world for the next generations, bro. Like, bro, can, like you said, can they, can, can they learn something from us, bro? You know what's crazy? You know what like, 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 what I get to do? Do you know who I talked to earlier this week? So, in the same week, I scheduled a 17-year-old, an action man. Ah, that's beautiful, bro. Right? Like, that's people, beautiful. like, I've I've had a couple of people try to be like, why you want to talk to kids? I'm like, because I'm hip-hop about this, you know? Bro. And that's the truth of it. I'm about the culture of it. Like, to me, like, if, yo, you want a tip? Here's a good marketing tip from this kid, my guy. If you play with the Instagrams and you're struggling like me to think of creative ways to be cool with it, we have, mm. we have songs. You take a tournament sports bracket. And uh, you put all of your little songs on the fucking bracket. And then you go every day for a while and you do story battles where you put a poll, two track, two track, two track, and let your audience pick their favorite and find out king of the fucking action man tracks. How much? Yo, you have to break that down for I me, will. man. Like, but that shit costs just, no money. Yeah, Honestly, yeah, yeah. free engagement for a month. I'm like, mm-hmm. You're 17 and you're teaching me, my guy. Like, teach me. Uh, so I'm hitting them up after. I'm like, yo, feed me your marketing ideas, dude. I can't do this no more. You guys are creative. Uh, feed me. Yo, they shit. They know this shit inside out, bro. Like, they know this shit by heart, man. It's crazy. But dude. then I'm going to come back. I'm going to... Because, yo, I'm not, I'm not J. Cole middle brother age bullshit, right? So it's my job to come back and be like, yo, action, man. This is how you Instagram in a way that's going to get you some fucking proper reach and shit. Bro, but this is what this is what it's about, bro. Because I feel like you know, what I'm saying I put in work for this generate, and and it's like, bro, listen, it's just it's just paying it forward, man. It's like it's like I said, I'm gonna I'm shout out that other track, the same track again. I said, you know, um, um, some about matter of fact, let me pull it up real quick, man. It's like, yo, listen, man, you gotta be able to pay homage and pay it forward, man, because that's, that's how the culture's gonna grow. That's how the culture's gonna grow, you know. I said, I said. All the pain. Okay, so I said, like I said before, hip hop gave me my whole identity, confidence to socialize. All the pain from poverty and oppression being vocalized. The older gods put me on on how to rock this. Knowledge, wisdom, and understanding within the process. So it's only right for me to go ahead and pay back the homage to the forefathers and pay it forward to those behind us. You understand what I mean? So it's like, bro, that's what the coach is all about, my G. That's what the coach is all about. It's like, yo, listen, man, I do for you today, you do for me tomorrow, bro. You know what I'm saying? One hand wash the other, both hands wash the face, my G. But it's also like if 
a hundred of us cohesively work together mm. in a unified way, we could all make a hundred thousand dollars a year. That's a fact, but they still sleeping, bro. All of us want to make a million. That Solo. gets complicated because there isn't enough to give everybody a million right now. Every, everybody wants to be the first one to make the million and say, yo, look, I'm the first one to make. Nah, bro. I just want to I just wanna quit my fucking eat. job. That's what I'm saying. Let's all eat, bro. Let's like, all eat, bro. Like, yo, it's like, everybody, man. But like, on top of that, it's like I'm at a point in my fucking life, too, where, like, yo, I'm getting older. I can't be pulling these fucking 1 a.m. nights by 11 i'm fucking roasted okay let's be real i can't be fucking editing a video no it's not i have to pay more people more things so my costs are gonna go up and i'm okay i did not go into this without knowing what the fuck i'm doing but it's right. also like imagine so i'm like looking at it like this cool so if i made 10 times the money i make i could hire 10 times the people and yo, nada operations this much nicer and all these people i'd be yeah, probably so hiring are young you know, like, why am I going to hire a bunch of 30-something-year-olds and shit? Yo, shout out fucking Serenity. Serenity is one of my absolute favorite artists in Montreal. I put her in my top five. That's what I decided mm. lately. She's fucking fire. That's what it is. She's going to be on the show, I think, in a couple of weeks. But, um, what I'm saying, man, is, like, if people saw it like that, like, we could create, like, a, a business. But currently, if I'm going to be real with you, it's the uh, mind the miners mentality. Uh, it's everybody realized you can make money on rappers, and that's what's happening. And I'm not even going to lie to y'all. If nobody's paying attention, there's a wealth equity shift happening where the brokest person in the equation is the rapper. And, like, come on. If you're just paying attention to right acquisitions and publishers and all that shit, it's only a matter of time before people who collect money go, oh, I can own everything. So that just flips the game on his head again. And I don't think people are aware of that, right? I'm just saying it because whatever. I'm really yeah. kind of, I don't give a fuck. I mean, I am... Absolutely doing what I can to help beat makers sell beats right now is all I'm trying to tell you is where I think things are going. Those are my besties now. Word. I'm doing everything I can to push the talent from this city forward as well. You know what I mean? Like I feel like you know, it's all it's it's, it's definitely there, but it's just not being it's not being seen or heard, you know what I mean? But yo, there's also five on four online mix. I don't know if you know them, but I fucks with them heavy. Um they're doing their thing and they're trying hard to do their thing right. They're not doing it the bad ways. Their intentions are pure. I talk to them on a regular. I think I heard of them still. But like, because that's what I'm, because the fact is, is like, I, we helped each other. I, like, if I'm being real, I decided I'm going to fucking do interviews. And it was very whimsical and it wasn't going anywhere. And then they kind of got the ball rolling a bit and made my life easier. I'm not going to lie. And then I, I'm, I'm okay with the internet. So I was able to kind of do this thing over here and now i'm trying to help them do their thing but their shit looks nicer my shit's raw and longer you know like it's a different experience and to me that was mad inspirational i'm like yo you can't just do my interview you have to go do their interview because if you're not doing this us the people aren't getting the right things you have because i'm not going to ask you questions like she's going to ask because i'm not like that and then we need like four more of these shits is the truth that's of it. What that's what it's about and if you're looking at it from a rapper's perspective or from an artist's perspective that's that's and any perspective actually that's the only way to that's the only way to go bro because if you look at you know what i'm saying um perfect example is dirty when the dirty south start first started popping off Yo, listen, Lil John was in 
this guy's video. That guy's video was in Pastor Troy's video. Pastor Troy, was, everybody was in everybody's videos, bro. Mm. Everybody was like cross-promoting everybody, bro. Cross-promotion, man. Niggas don't do that out here. People is like, yo, people is like for self. People are too selfish out here, bro, to be honest with you, man. Not our people. But this, perfect, but this is the perfect time to be an artist because internet, direct to consumer. You but here's the thing. I want to just interject, my guy. Not all people are selfish in this game so i really right. i realized there's I some communication gaps that we could bridge right now and dead some shit. do y'all know how easy it is to get a beat maker i propositioned a beat maker today who will go unnamed and i said let me buy the one beat and i was just explaining how i feel about buying beats in general because i got my main guy and he offered three like extra beats out of note i'm like you already sold it like what the fuck are you doing my guy no don't do that because that's not me but if a beat maker is willing to throw in three extra fucking beats for the price of one, how many of y'all have made the effort to go look in your city to find the beat maker you and not try to hustle him or some shit, steal his beat, try to get a free beat, stop asking for free beats, my guy, no free beats is a real thing. Just stop at, yo, I got a lot of free beats lately, you know that for my cypher, I pay for none of those beats, they're all for sale, because I know you saw the cypher, they're all for sale beats. Right? And it's an advertisement for the beat makers. So the beats is flooding in. I'm getting about 10 a week flooding in. Because it's just, I'm telling the beat makers flat out, I want to sell your beats to rappers. Here's the thing. I found one I wanted and I'm like, fuck, now I have to buy this fucking beat. Mm -hmm. It worked on me. I'm a rapper. I can't help it. You hear a beat you want, you're like, you got you to gotta hold that one for me, my guy. I can't afford it now, but it's coming to money. And I had to put money up right away. I'm like, yo, I can't be letting none of No, no. I'm willing to pay my guy how much. <laughs> you know, like. But if you actually try that, sometimes the beat maker will even be like, nah, it's cool. Just take it. That's a fact. A lot of beat makers approach me just off. off. This is why I feel so, you know, um, the way I feel about these other guys is because. A lot of people come to me and actually keep it real with me and be like, yo, gee, I would not, uh, you know, a lot of people, like video video guys come up to me and producers come up to me and just offer me free stuff, free work because of the work I put in, bro, for the culture. Like they understand that it's for the culture. So I, I had a couple of beats that was, uh, a couple of beats that was free, a lot of beats that was for free, um, a couple of videos that were free, but I still had to, you know, give them a, something because I don't believe in somebody working for free. You know what I'm saying? Like, I still got to give you something. But at the same time, it's like they understand that it's not about me. It's not about the producer. It's not about the video, man. It's about the culture, the, end, the final product, bro. You know what I'm saying? If we can make the city look good, we're going to attract more appeal. You know what I'm saying? Well, it, more think about interest. it like, let's go a different way because you're probably not thinking this shit. I'm just assuming I might be wrong. It's an international world, my guy. And we don't, you know that, let's let's pretend you're never going to be famous in your hometown. Okay, cool. We don't have to leave our hometown to work together and still attract the world now. Virtual reality is a real fucking thing. I can't afford to pull off my vision, but if I could find like 10 people to put money in, because I don't want corporate investors, my, I just don't want to go that route. I could get it. I don't want to mm -hmm. go that route. I want to find partners that believe in the right things. And we build this thing that I have in my head that would be so fucking hyped that in 2025 when it hits, yo, the whole city knows what's up and we play in our fucking parts and we win. Like, I guarantee you, if people were to fuck with me on some of these bigger ideas I have and stop fighting the future a bit, it's not about replacing the fucking present. I, 
yeah, that's a funny comment. I said, I said it's, no, I just responded. It's an international world. Yeah, okay. Sometimes you see some shit after the marijuana. It happens. But like, yo, I try to explain stuff and people feel like I'm trying to replace shit. I'm like, nah, my guy. I see it's YouTube 2006 and it's prior to monetization. And I'm like, why don't we go in now so that we're the millionaires in 10 years? We're the consultants. We're the ones that people have to pay thousands of dollars for consulting. Yo, consulting's nuts, okay? Y'all want internet knowledge? It's be, it's free for a little bit more, but for real, it comes with a, it comes with a, a fucking uh, no. I meant international demographic audience potential in terms of prospects, as opposed to an individual prospect of your local region, which is the old school way of looking at it. So I meant prospects as opposed to like anything else. Just to be clear, marker and chat. What I meant is an international prospect scope of eight billion people. Might cut out a few places. Okay, fine, whatever. But that's the world, my guy. You, you'd be surprised. Ask everybody the weird fucking places they get excited about on their Spotify thing. Everybody geeks about something. I got seven fucking things in this country. And it's like seven. But they're so happy. Meaning it's everywhere in the world that you could be possibly listened to on any platform. Why are we so focused on pleasing the dude that lives in your building or some shit? I don't get it to me. It's like not how big companies... I have to be careful here. I can't go into detail. It's not how big companies play the game. I, it's not. Instead, it's like, yo, stop looking so close. Look at the all the people that will pay you $5 in the world. And stop looking at the people. Anything else. Just There are people that will pay you $5 a month, I learned, on YouTube. Thank you, Ismail. I know you're still there. $5 a month, my guy, for years. I don't know that people know that they can't take shit from me because of Ismail and Lindell and fucking DJ Black Hurricane and Scribble and fucking uh, Chris Prado does two a month, but still he gets named and shit. Who, who's, who's this Scribble guy? Is he from uh, the States? Yes, he is. Yeah, I think he added me recently on um, IG. Salute to Scribble. Yo, right? Shout out fucking Merker for this sub subscribe thing. That's money. So Merker was like saying, I'm re-upping and I'm letting you know, Action Man, I also pay holding money. That's what happened right now. Hold on. Okay, so okay, so he's telling me that he, he's paying you? Yeah, Merker just said, here's another $5 a month, my guy, or 7 or whatever. Straight up. We get half of that is facts. But like the fact is he put up that to subscribe to supporting this piece of content on Twitch. So between Patreon... But between Patreon and Twitch, I would say, and I'm not trying to flex, but I'm trying to contextualize to people the new business model to make some money. Um, there's about... 11 people i think down to pay me a monthly right now isn't that like imagine somebody said to you, 11 people are going to subscribe monthly to your psychology what would you feel about yourself right now of course, bro. how would views feel to you your confidence is a confidence boost bro. views mean nothing to me my guy subscription <laughs> bro i mean like look i would love anybody views could buy a view. you could anybody could buy a view bro with subscription Yo, it's nuts. And yo, thank you all. Guys, like you don't understand. Like I would not be able to sustain the pace if it wasn't for the fact that people are literally doing that because it's not about the money. It's about the psychological support of knowing that there are people that are that willing. Okay, like that's serious shit. 
I like I don't know how else to put it. it actually, That's how you know your skill is real. That's how you know your skill is real, bro. And none of it came from music, you people. You be doing that just for no fucking reason. Bro. I rapped for eight years, and none of it came from music. But what kind of a fool would I be to not pursue this? That's another big lesson. I think some people need to consider pivoting. I still make music, my I'm guy. Definitely on that tip. I was like, I was just talking to my homeboy from the BX yesterday, man. We about to do something on YouTube. Together, man. You know Twitch. You ju it, you're just gonna we're just gonna say twitch off the jump my guy welcome to the platform because you know why twitch twitch has this rating yeah, feature twitch, yeah, twitch, yeah. <clears throat> not youtube is the after twitch is the live and it has to be like this is to practice for the virtual reality be ready for yeah. the virtual reality don't fight the virtual reality the virtual reality is twitch with a headset and better graphics and better interactivity and some shit like that Yo, Serenity, if you want to have a conversation about this shit, holla anytime you VIP. That's what I'm trying to say. Some people are VIP. That's all I'm trying to say. Merker's also a VIP. He's fucking cool. Mm -hmm. Merker puts up with me in DMs. He has to listen to me rant sometimes as I give my drivel. So I appreciate that shit for real, real, reals. But if you're on Twitch, I can do some shit that I can't do if you're not on Twitch. All right? So check it. If I fucking, after this, there's this DJ Bobby Payne guy. He's currently live on Twitch right now. I'm going to rate him. The whole audience jumps on his fucking channel. These people, I go, yo, we follow that guy, right? And then everybody, and if he's not live, then fuck it. I have another guy. Mostly, I'm picking DJs in Montreal. You know why? Because there's nobody fucking else in the MC world for me to rate, right? I'm trying to tell people for literally four months, I've made 110 US dollars on Twitch. In three months, how much did y'all make on your music? <clears throat> Some of y'all made money. I'm not trying to be like a guy. I'm just trying to like put it in a perspective. Like, yo, come on Twitch so I can help us all. You know what I'm saying? Like, but then I'm definitely gonna come fuck with it, bro. I'm gonna learn all this shit, bro. It's taking time for old dinosaurs like me to go. Oh, that's your boy. There. I'm trying to get this, yo. Anybody that really and sincerely wants help. I'll figure it out. It might take two months to find an hour or two. We break come, it like, we come from, and, and I'm not trying to use this as an excuse, but we come from these phones right here. Like, you know what Yo, I'm saying? Well, I right did here. tech support where I had to help grandmas over the phone. Okay. Grandmas over the phone. I could not see their screen, and I had to help them solve problems. So I trust my guy none of y'all are complicated i'm a, i'm spoiled in nah, this I'm regard if i'm asking if i can master ig i'm gonna get up on twitch next trust me your man. twitch is just great this is twitch my guy if you mm -hmm. were to have conversations on twitch for hours at a time you're twitching done you want to play music yeah. play fucking yeah. music done you want to do this do that yo i'm actually writing i did a, a songwriting session i wrote a yo thanks for the bit serenity you're amazing bits are tips she threw pennies at me my guy so like um are you you feel like a stripper when they do that shit yeah and i love it my guy trust i've told everybody from the jump those atlanta strippers are the smartest people in the fucking world right now they make so much bank they then flip that into real businesses acquire real equity and the power dynamics in america are shifting and you are about to actually watch a generation of women corporate bosses actually take over because men are too busy not paying attention to some of this shit that's happening as they throw their dollars at the strip club. Yo, keep throwing them dollars. Yo, on that note, I'm going to be right back. Yo, do your thing. Keep throwing them dollars, bro. Yo, I appreciate y'all for real. Nah, so the bits work out as being pennies. So if you throw like 40 bits, I get like 20 cents or some shit like that. So it's like my metaphor to explain to people quick and simply what it means is to throw... Uh, well, it doesn't equate to dollar bills. I, you actually have to put like dollar amount of like 
like bits at a time for it to equate to that so it, like in a because it's math i can't fucking i'm sorry I'm, I'm one of those people like it's hyper literal i literally run like the number in my head by accident or like how these things translate because i worked out like the 50 percent split yo not drinking coffee is actually that fucking big for my pea shits so it's not to like insult you yo i fucking love this shit yo i fucking really really do i i just am sitting here humbled as fuck that you would even consider to do that right like that's how it really feels it, it's just in a literal capacity to explain to people who might not understand it i find using hyperbolic ridiculous humor that would appeal to a certain individual like uh, a clear and concise way to explain concepts so to a lot of people the throwing pennies at the strip club shit has really fucking landed a hundred and that's cool i'm okay with that i'll be the stripper that's kind of what's happening like my mind is stripping my mind is revealed it reveals clothing all night my mind comes in all like fully clothed and then by the end of the night my night is letting shit fly you know what i'm saying because it can't help it. it smoked a lot of pot and hours went on and shit and uh yeah now my brain's rambling because we we holding it down but i'm fucking enjoying this conversation i feel like in general like every time i have a conversation that goes this long it's just this enhancing experience where we end up talking about real things that maybe sometimes people don't want to talk about but i always want to talk about it and that makes it a wonderful fucking experience and if you are wondering if i just rambled the entire time we were gone fuck yeah radio silence is a terrible fucking thing my guy you just have to keep bro, talking listen, let me tell you something that's why you're a professional and you're great at what you do my bro i appreciate that i mean i'm i act well, a little humble you nobody know keep your platform going you can keep it going by yourself that's true but i practiced that a lot it took like look we failed upwards for four years it wasn't like no quick fucking process i had to learn some shit i was terrified to go live for months i front like this is easy now because if you a talented person you're supposed to do that like if you a good rapper it's not supposed to look hard you know like so it's like supposed to come off and then people like don't like the arrogant version of me people might act like they want to see the arrogant version of me sometimes i'm like nah you don't understand i'm really fucking good at it you don't want to see that shit go watch a 2017 youtube video of me and then tell me you want to see that on this and you're gonna be like nah nah keep your humble ass shit okay well I'll just all pretend like you know, i know my shit i just come on nobody wants to talk to that guy like that you know it's that's lame that's not cool people shit i give a fuck a little bit about being perceived in a way where people want to come back and have a second conversation with me and uh look i will talk about myself a lot because it's my show and otherwise they're not going to throw bits at you know like you know that's not gonna ever happen so i have to give part of myself show, but if you'll notice the beginning part the whole first hour or so as much as possible it's all you except for like if i have to interject and then by about hour two i start to let my hair down a little bit and then and you know it's almost all like an act in that regard that's why i don't you know if we're not having fun it's not going to go past two hours and you miss out on the good part of the interview i guess that's what it is willie was the one who noticed this two hour shit and i started thinking about it reverse engineering what the fuck was happening but no it has to be like that why do i keep re-explaining this because people need to know that a i know that i'm good at this and b i don't want to say it i don't have to say it i am absolutely fucking confident yo some of these people who know me you don't want that version of me you know I, i'm very humble i'm in my head 
You guys don't want to think what I know. You know, like, it's all the same shit. But that never helped me sell an album. Right. So I had to think things through a little bit and, like, reposition my it's ego. A certain, it's a certain hat you put on when, you, when, you're, when you're doing the artist thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, like you some. Gotta be that bravado. You gotta be the bravado to come up with super. I like to call it self esteem. Mm. You gotta have that self esteem. Yeah. And just and just, I'm 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 the best. You know. But like, I'm, and um, yeah. I'm good with self deprecating shit because I'm Jewish and my mom's a Jewish mom, my guy. So it's just self deprecation and shit. Like that's what Jewish comedians are fucking pwn at. Like I don't know. Like you should have just kind of like if you're really watching for it. It's just self-deprecation of a hyper-awareness of my flaws, and I'm real comfy with them. But, like, I don't, I don't know, like, I wouldn't be doing this if I didn't think I could make a difference, you know? Not at the pace. Like, I would dabble and dabble, but, like, y'all think I would be doing, what, 28-day streams a fucking month at this point? That's not ending, guys. That's just, sorry, Bonnie, the new life. Because we got to do the cypher. And while nobody wants to play Among Us, we got to play the music on the stream to make the point. So other people go do better versions of it or some shit. And then I'm forced to curate new music and shit and crap and blah, blah, blah. And each of these what's things... This, like, what's the cypher about, man? What y'all do? Because like, I've seen, I seen the screenshot, but I don't see... I, don't, I never clicked in. All right. So basically... So we all just run a beat and then y'all got MCs on the screen and they just... They just yo, we, it's like a cypher. Like we passed the mic. Like everybody on the Zoom call like this, so the Zoom can hold a lot more people, right? So we all become little squares, but we can all see it. And what uh, basically it kind of works into I make a list and then we go in the order of the list and then I remake the list in a different order. And then sometimes we play four bar games and shit. But really what we want to do with this. That's amazing. To, That's but great no, but it, you'll like it more. Is to make it a debate of sorts where we debate topics, but you a rapper. So why are you not rapping? Rap your fucking answer. So it's to take some of these elements, but like actually bring it in a different direction. And while it's going to take a year to properly develop this and to get people on board and to get everyone, because yo, we're all, we're all rusty. We don't even know how to freestyle properties these days. You know, we're getting into it again. It's been a while. It's been a while. And that's why I called my last album Rusty Renaissance. You know what I'm saying? Because, yeah, bro. But listen, let me tell you something, bro. That is amazing, first of all. Oh, all Montreal beats. That's the only rule. Only, that shit is amazing. Only Montreal amazing, beats. Let me, let, me, let me tell you, let me tell you. This is actually how I met Duchesne. Uh, when I came back from LA, right? My brother, my older brother, I don't know who he was fucking with, but he had connects with music police. When he got that connect, with the, uh, the the video programmer, they offered him uh, a slot to create a new show. So when I came back, I came back right on time, and he said, "Yo, I want you on that. I want you on that. Um, on that. On that. On that. Uh, what you call that? The the, the 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 board. I want you on that board. You know what I'm saying? That 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 that. that. I want you on that on that on that board, right? I think that's what they call it on the board of of, of creators of that show, right? Huh? I don't know. I don't actually know all the radio terms. I'm just gonna read. Yeah, it's yeah, cool. yeah. So, so at the end of the day, he's like, um, so you know, I'm part of the. It started off with my brother, me, uh, the video producer guy, the video, um, what you call it, video programmer at Music Boost, 
I forget his name, Max, Max or some shit, and one of his boys, right? So these two guys are not hip hop whatsoever, right? Me and my brother are totally hip hop, right? So we're in a boardroom discussing the ideas for the project. We were gonna do something very similar to what you were doing, my brother. It was gonna be on music plus. That's crazy. But it was gonna be live. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if you know Low Pesci. You know what I'm saying? All these guys that was there, man. Uh Rugged Intellect, um Impasse, uh what's his shade? Uh, they were all there. Even even uh, what's his face? Um shout out to my nigga, uh what's his name? McFly, bro. Justice. Yeah, Justice. Yeah. That's how I know him. I know, I know Justice just from corporate bro. America. What? <laughs> I worked with so, them in day job. Anyway, go on. That's all good. That's what's up. So, so yeah, they were all there. They used to come in as as, as auditioners. And we was really the, the creators of the show. But once people started getting involved, you know, my brother, he started getting insecure and he started trying to get more, you know, people's opinions and more input. And he he invited D Shade to be part of the joint. He invited another cat to be part of the joint. Um, I forget most of these guys' names, but they were all part of that shit, right? And that shit just fell apart. But um, it was going to be amazing. If yeah. they would have done it right, it was going to be amazing, man. Yeah, it would have been live. It would have it been something where you play games where Yo, you have to answer back in freestyle form, bro. And you can't curse. Yo. But it's on live TV. Actually. And it, and, it, and, it, and it was different. It was different games. Like, yo, one game I would toss a word at you. Every 30 seconds, you would have to rhyme with it. You know what I'm saying? Another game was like, yo, y'all going to have to debate a certain subject. You know what I'm saying? And freestyle. So it was it was really yo, I really like that. But that's crazy because like that's kind of like. Game show, we're kind of like. We're also looking at a game show idea behind the scenes that hasn't come to it's not really me. It's the next dude and I'm like, I'm gonna help you make this come to life. It's more my role. I'm gonna be real. It's his thing. I'm gonna help him make it come to life, but it's gonna be in the same vein. But like the discussion thing, the debate, it's like, yo, that that should be done, you know? Like, yo, I never wanted the rap battle. Cause I, I, look, here's the thing, man. I would find some shit that would get me shot one day. That's the truth of it. Like one day if I got I would go so deep in my research, I would say some dumbass shit. And it would cross them. But that's not. But that's not hip hop, bro. But that's the and thing. That's, that's why. That's, where, that's, where, that's, that's why where I never wanted to go into it because at least at the time I was that kind of person, and I'm like, nah, nah this is Montreal, not my. But that's where Montreal needs to grow because, you know, people want to. You know, people want to hurt you based on based on getting their emotions hurt, getting their feelings hurt. You know what I'm <laughs> but in real time, in real in the real culture, you should keep that shit on the mic mm. keep that shit on the mic you know what i'm saying i guess it was more of a hyperbolic statement that i would take things too far and i don't think i have i don't know if you ever watched that bodied movie but that would have been you supposed to you supposed to take shit too far i don't want to do that to people i in my heart and soul i don't want to do that to people it's not me yeah, it's bigger than you though yeah it's but, about the culture man. But, so but so we can do but that exists though if y'all want that there's a dms but what if you want something different that's the problem is we all we have to break, have the break difference that, break, break break that down though for me real quick so like if you want a rap battle right now in montreal dms is literally holding a tournament right now for english rap battles yeah, but, and french ones and whatever but 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 i'm i grew up from the battle i grew up from the battle era bro and they were actually you know invited me a couple times to judge the battles and be a part of the battles but i would never be a part of the battles in that kind of platform never 
unless you pay me because I don't feel okay, like let me, let me like look at it differently. I don't have the knowledge set to host that properly. I can't do that personally. That is not within the realms of that's something you might be able to pull off though because Maybe. you understand that world. I couldn't moderate that shit. I don't understand even what's appropriate in that world. So I can do some different shit that is more suited to what I understand, which would attract, but it's, but then again, cross promotions, collaborations, the, you know, it's all about cohesive working of the different lanes towards the bigger product, right? So in my world, I don't know that it makes sense because of who I am and my reactions to a lot of this shit. However, what we're doing is about putting Montreal's name as much as shit impossible so it's for a culture. Now, if you theoretically do the same thing I'm doing on Twitch, but taking it in a different direction, which I would encourage and highly recommend, let's get these people in the fucking game, my guy. And I'm certain a lot of these same beat makers might be just as willing to like fucking help out, you know, go, oh, we can do the same thing over Absolutely. there. Then Absolutely. the next thing you know, we have two of them, three of them, four of them all these people coming through but different vibes so that people yep. can find the vibes that they want to fuck with the most because yo like i'm gonna have to make a list of shit that's offensive because ladies are showing up and i'm like oh i want more of that what do i have to do to get more of them in my audience and that might mean making some rules that might make some other people not want to play with me no more that's okay but i want them to have somewhere to play that's i guess how i would break it down to you i get it Definitely. And it's something for me to consider. You know what I'm saying? I still got to chop it up a lot uh, 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 about a lot of shit with you, bro. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But before we still got to chop it up. Do you mind yeah. answering a question from the ask them if they had any questions? Because usually around now is a good time to get to the wrap it up party or given the right, time right, of day. Right. Uh, what artist, and this is from Ismail Gadamsi, uh, what artist influenced you the most? <clears throat> I would have to say. Um, I would have to say Wu-Tang Clan, but if I have to narrow it down to one, the one who had the most powerful impact on my, uh, I would have to say, I, I can't call it, but it would have to probably be between, between Tupac, Old Dirty Bastard, and the RZA. Mm. I would have to say between those three, they probably had the biggest impact on me as an artist, an influence on me as an artist. Yeah, the RZA, Old Dirty Bastard, and Tupac Shakur. Yeah, I appreciate that. I do. I never ask those questions because, like, I feel like everyone else is gonna ask you those questions, and I don't want to be that guy. That's just how I am about it. Like, you never joins, right? Yo, I feel like you are. Yo, so what happened was, is one time I got to interview K Reno, who's from Houston, and not many people know him, but they should. Um, but I watched a lot of pre-interviews, and I realized, man, interviewers are kind of not that fun to watch, in my opinion. So I don't watch a lot of them, and I don't even watch a lot of the famous ones. I watch Joe Budden, Joe Rogan, uh, Nore is study him if you want to do this shit right he can teach you about big flowers champs, i'm a big um, fan big fan it's maybe like two oh, you, you, oh nardwar nardwar is the shit if you don't fucking is nice yeah um who, who are you gonna hey, yo, doggy, look, listen i don't know if you checked the last interview on drink chance with doggy diamonds bro. ah yo so the homeboy the patron lindell has been pushing doggy diamonds down my throat for like three years i have checked wow. out a few things 
Uh, but like, it's more of a, I like a lot of people more than him, but I respect the shit out of Doggy Diamonds. And if I had more time in a day, I would watch more of his shit. Like I would he's watch. A big, he's a big, uh, 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 he, 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 he paved the way, bro. He, he's a big way, uh, way paper. Mm, that's big interesting. I'm all the, like, uh, like he's a guy. Like, as a matter of fact, if you watch the last drink champs, he actually, Nori actually admits that it wouldn't be no drink champs if it wasn't for Doggy Diamonds, bro. Yeah, respect. Like, he was before all this. Like, he, he, he's actually a uh, Forbes. I don't know if you remember Forbes DVD and uh, the Come Up DVD. Like, these are all DVDs we used to buy in the streets, bro, back in the days. You know what I mean? And uh, he was behind all that shit, man. Yo, that's actually mad interesting. Because, yo, like, I think a lot of people look at Vlad, but there are a lot of other people in the game worth, worth like, knowing. And, yo, nice. like, like, I try to find the people that are the best, and then I, I don't have time to watch this shit. They all make four-hour fucking videos, too, and then I have all to right, make my four hours. But yeah. what I can do is watch an episode here or there. I watched Honore recently, and I saw how much he gave flowers, and I'm like, yo, I'm just going to praise these motherfuckers. Yo. Bro, that's the most wonderful thing you could do because people are tired of all this you know yo, fronting why do they do this sabotage shit yo okay i know like whatever but i watched these interviewers from like 2012 2015 and shit because i'm like researching some shit and they're like so i talked to debbie in the engineering and she said you're a pain in the fucking ass to work with why bro, did you and i'm like what the fuck it, is it, this it, shit it's all, it's all trolling like back then it was all trolling bro like that's not an interviewer that's just a troll bro and i'm like you know I mean? yo you watch these artists like I just want to talk about something real for a second. Nah, I anyway. So I was like, you don't want to be that. You know, I want people to like, want to like fucking come back. That's my only thing. If you want to come back and do a part two, then I succeeded in my first part. And then in my second part, I have to convince you to do a part three or like, you know, and then simultaneously, I suppose you have to be fun. But usually if you go to 11 o'clock, it's cause you're fun. So the time just proves the facts of the situation, you know? Um, but yo, honestly though, I thank you for coming through, my guy. I feel like this is a very enlightening. Oh, who's your dream collaboration with a producer and an MC? And this is from Willie Scandals. My dream collabo. Fuck, it probably be one of them cats I named that's no longer here. Even Michael, when I was in LA, I, I had a dream of doing a song with Michael Jackson, bro. Mm. Like that would have been lit. Like you know, some hip hop and some Michael Jackson, that shit would have been lit. But um, I don't know, man. Um, today somebody that's alive, yo, I don't know people that's alive. I don't really maybe Killer Priest, man. Killer Priest and Aguilar. Okay. okay. Them, two, them two guys is 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 to me they they spit they they spit that high science. What about so, uh, producers? Uh, producers. Uh, I'd probably say um. Probably wanna. I definitely want to beat from the RZA. Uh, I would definitely want to beat from, of course, Dr. Dre. Just to say, you know, Dr. <laughs> Dre got any beat, goddammit. And uh, who else, man? Uh, I guess that's 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 that's. You know, DJ Scratch is super nice. You know, uh, it's a couple cats I can name. Um, Dr. Period. Uh it's a bunch of cats, man. Um ah large professor. Mm. Uh it's, it's a bunch of producers that's just amazing in my eyes, bro. Right yeah, now. I like that though. I like the fact that um 
you have trouble naming rappers, but it's not that hard for you to find a list of producers. That's nice to me. I respect that. Yo, like, I think uh, another misplay in my life was not giving love to producers like I should have. We did get another question. Do you uh, produce any of your own songs? I actually did. Like, MTO Anthem, I produced that. Um, That's a nice beat, though. Thank you, my brother. Uh, Puss, Pussy, I, I, I produced Pussy as That's well. That's a nice beat, too. Thank you, brother. Um, I did a couple, man. Uh, move on. Like, my first videos, most of it was I'm, I'm going to produce it. You know what I mean? Uh, except for Ready for War. Ready for War is my first video. I didn't produce that. It was uh, some, some other cat. I forgot his name, but shout out to him. I think his name is Lion. Uh, some Lion or some shit like that. But, yeah, bro, I used to produce back in the day, but, you know, it's hard for me to do everything. You know, I'm, a, I'm also a publisher and a distributor, and, you know, I try to executive produce and, you know, I'm mm -hmm. doing so much, so, you know, I would love to have the time to be more creative. But as you already know, at our age, we want to handle business first, you know what I mean? Yeah, because, you, you know, you want to have the time to luxuriously luxury. Perfect, exactly. I mean, I'm just exactly. being real with you. It's kind of what it is. You work all that time, you're like, nah. But, like, it's because you want to have, like, yo, it's like my girlfriend wants a house. I'm like, nah, you're not thinking big enough for the house I want. You know, like, that's yeah. how I feel about it. Like, your house is too small in my head. I can't do what I want in your house. Fuck your house. I want a better house. How do I get that bro, house? Okay, I need more I've money. I've had that conversation with every chick I've been with, bro. I'm like, oh, you know dude. Like, yo, that basement, you don't understand how big the basement is going to actually have to be to accomplish, yo, three or four studio rooms with different purposes is the real yeah. truth, you know? Yo. How you talk? Anyway. That's the dreams I have. The rest of the house, do what you fucking want with. I don't care. <laughs> I'm in the basement. That's it. Just let me have that. And then we like lock it up from the rest of the house. Anyway, you know, Sky Beats has a beautiful setup like that, where it's like got a studio in the, in the bottom, and then the house is separate. You never go in the house part. You just go in the fucking studio part. I love that so much. It inspired me. But yo, thank you for coming through, my guy. Thank you so much, for real. I think it was wonderful. Um, I think it's great. And as much as people want to, like, talk about whatever, I think that it has to have the Action Man interviews, you know? Like, it's an important one. All of them are you important, know, but it's a very important one. I appreciate that, bro. Thank you for having me. And it just proves to me again and again. And for anybody who has a third eye open, it proves to, it proves to them, you know, it proves to them my value, bro. Because if you think about it, why would you hate so much on somebody who's not really doing anything? That's true. Why would you talk about somebody or, or have so much to say about somebody not really doing anything? So I want to salute my haters and all the talk shitters and all the gossip girls out there. I love y'all, you heard? I Action mean, man, love y'all, man. Thug minded forever. Nah, but it's, uh, it's truth. Even if you want to go one step further, just one little quick one at the end. Uh, there's no such thing as celebrity without a divisiveness. So I had some, I may have had a couple of comments here and there. And man, when people come to your back, oof, they, they double down a little bit subconsciously and they don't even know they're doing it. So having haters is a gift that people don't understand. It's hard to handle that gift, but it's actually a gift. Um, but yo, thank you all for watching too, especially those of you that wrote it out for the hours with us. Dude, uh, fucking amazing. Every time that happens, it still blows my fucking mind. I don't care what anyone says. Even if it was like zero people, it's still fucking nice that you wrote it, it out. Man. Yeah, um, used to it, bro. Yo, honestly, I don't think I will. I'm not that guy. It's so cool. 
I think it's so cool every single time. I think every subscriber is so cool. Like, I never got used to the idea that people fuck with shit. It's cool. And I don't know if I want to get used to that. I like that. I like the fact that it's still exciting. You know, I don't want to be that guy where it's like, nah, you know? That's how yo, I feel I just, about it. For sure, for sure. But, yo, I just want to plug up a few things before I yo, dip. You know thing. what I mean? Yo, go check out all my music. You know what I'm saying? It's all on Spotify and all those major platforms. Uh, my, my artist's first album is also on all platforms. Junior Morbisi Twain. You know what I'm saying? Uh, his second album is dropping on the 14th of February. You know what I'm saying? Which is B Day, Valentine's Day. His album, the name of his album is Jamed Damu. You know what I'm saying? And also, I got us. Uh, oh, go check out the movie called Welcome to Montreal. It's on Vimeo. You can rent it for cheap. You know what I'm saying? I'm in that movie. Shout out to my homeboy Ecclesiastes Lemba out in France. And also, I got a single dropping called Ready for Action on some drill shit coming soon this month. I don't know exact the exact date, but before the end of February, y'all gonna get that Ready for Action. Hurt. I love all my haters. I love everybody. Thug minded forever. Salute to behind that suit holding. And the whole staff, you already know. Salute. We 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 fuck with y'all heavy on this side. You heard? PX, what up downtown? What up? What up all of Montreal? What up? Yeah. Worldwide, what up? You heard? Salute. Yeah, I appreciate that. Still, listen, yo. Before we go though, thank y'all for watching a hundred percent. And don't dip yet. We're gonna do the raid for the people watching. That's gonna be fun. DJ Bobby Payne's dope. I like his vibe. Y'all should just follow him when he get there. But yo, thank you for watching for real. Without y'all, it's not fun. You don't understand when there literally is nobody here. The interview suck. Not sucks, but like it sucks to do it. It feels more forced. Even like two of you watching makes me go, "I this motherfucker." See, let's get it. So it's it actually is y'all that makes this lit on Twitch because it isn't as lit when it's not in front of an audience for me. Um, Salute to all the chatters in the chat room. You heard we fuck with y'all heavy. Big and facts. another thing, follow me on Instagram at ThugMinded. You heard. Yeah. T H U G M I N D E D. Bunny, can you link that Instagram? Uh, if you search for Action Man, it shows up real quick. So you can also search for Action Man and follow Thug Minded. That's what Isla did, and that worked real so well. Low, so low, but so um, before we go again, though, for the future people watching this, make sure you hit that subscribe and the likes and the follows wherever you're at. You may, you know, there's people on Spotify that might listen to this in the futures and shit. Hmm. Um, Yo, also, like, leave comments so that in the future when he comes back, all of your stuff can be, like, um, you know, asked to him directly, which would be dope. And special thanks to the patrons, Ismail Gadamsi, Chris Powell, Jonathan Barnes, DJ Blackhurk, and Linda Williams, and Scribble. The dope support what we do, all that good stuff. If you're on Twitch and you like that, you can hit that little subscribe poo If you're Amazon Prime, it's free. And, uh, yeah, all that good stuff in the future. Patreon.com slash behind that suit, because that would be nice of you. And on that note, everybody... Live long and prosper, everyone.